Not exactly our finest hour, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Millinth Show. My name is, as always, James. His name is, as always, Henry. And his name is, as always, Tom. And today we are talking about Goldeneye, released in 1995, directed by Martin Campbell and starring Pierce O. Brosnan as Bond. Just Pierce Brosnan, pun on the fact he's Irish. So, yeah, um, I think I'd like to lead off in terms of my relationship with this yeah. Bond film because I have quite a, um, yeah, like I've had a quite a journey with this film. And um, this was my favourite. I mean, and Tom, I'm sure, will correct me if I misremember. Um, but this was my favorite Bond film, I think, until I watched until Skyfall came out. Pretty much, <laughs> mm. um, I feel I, I loved this film when I was a kid. This is seriously like I just absolutely thought it was just the peak of entertainment. Mm. Um, yeah, and the more time has gone on, the less I like it. The less I like all Pierce Brosnan Bond films, apart from Die Another Day. Um, but yeah. I, Goldeneye is one which is, yeah, like I said, it, I, I, I come into it, into this recording with probably a bit of a downer on it, but there are definitely elements which, uh, you know, are always enjoyable. And I think, uh, you know, it's always good to focus on them because I think this is pretty much universally quite a well-liked Bond film, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, at least, like, I've always found this film kind of funny because it's like, I, I remember my first experience of it wasn't, before I watched it was you like basically doing like an Alan Partridge describing the whole film um uh especially the bit with like Boris at the end like he always just goes like I'm invincible which is like okay always kind of funny but um I, I I think I must have only seen this like maximum three times in my life really uh, yeah not 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 because I didn't like it it's just I never kind of got around to seeing it much um I've I seen this probably about 15 20 times i couldn't even count man i saw this a lot when i was a kid i loved it yeah this to me is like i mean i don't have i don't feel in a particularly like this this has been like one of my favorites i think it's very good um overall especially because of the actual like bond villain himself Really? Uh, yeah because of it's not just the um it's not just the fact that you know oh, spoiler it's double six <laughs> sean bean dies in his own film um, yeah, he, it's it's the fact that like they they put that to good use. Like you know, he's like, oh, you know, he knows like, he, oh, oh, is this is it still this button to do this with cues like watch? Mm. Yeah, and, like, a lot of other things. Like they can they can play with a lot there. Um, I, I I do kind of find it funny how like despite the fact that uh, the USSR had fallen by this point, they still had to like bring a bit in about like going into the Soviet Union. Then they're like, all right, guys, it's nine years later. Well, big time. Um, this whole film is like this is basically the first Bond film that's like primarily set in Russia, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, presumably because they could only film it in there until now, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the only my biggest criticism of this film has to be the soundtrack because the soundtrack is awful, yeah. man. There are some points where it's good, but there are a lot of points where it's terrible. There's some really cool sound design. Um, when it comes to like more of the like technology bits, I'm thinking when they when the Russian guy whose name I always forget, Arumanov, Ar- 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 yeah. yeah, and uh, Zenya when they walk in and they're like activating the golden eye. Everything the golden eye has kind of got its own little theme, which is really cool. It's like yeah. a very it's like a humming sort of. I think you know the one I'm on about, right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like that, almost like yeah. I agree. The soundtrack is trash. 
the writing, I think, is also the biggest weakness in this film. The writing's really, really poor. You mean like the dialogue or like the way? Yeah, um, just the lines that pretty much all of them were given. This so I, I find them almost like parody, bordering on yeah. parody. You know, it's just like really cringe, really. Uh, I mean, it's just 90s, I guess. It's 90s Bond. Like... And, and, and none of the dialogue has aged well. There's nothing quotable about any of any of these films, really. Uh, yeah, these, they, these uh, films. It's, it's funny point. as well, because, like, Pierce Brosnan really suffered in the fact that, uh, I think, apart from this year, uh, this film, every other film in the same year an Austin Powers film came out, like... Uh... So, <laughs> you know... I was looking what other films came out this year. Well, in 95. Um, Shawshank Redemption was one, so that was interesting to see. I was like having sort of, not benchmark, but I like seeing what films came out around the same time just to kind of get an idea of what was happening. For some reason, I mean, it wasn't... Uh, when I watch Bond films, I always, try, I always think about what might have influenced it. Um, mm. And with Goldeneye, it feels pretty... I mean, it was obviously influenced by a lot of previous Bond films. They're like really obvious nods oh, yeah, to You Only Live Twice and On a Majesty Secret Service, for example. Um, but I couldn't really think of like a mainstream film that this really drew from. I, I felt like a little bit of maybe Terminator 2 vibes in some ways. I don't yeah. know why. But other than that, yeah, it, was, it felt... Maybe that's why I quite liked it as a kid as well. It's just like it felt quite yeah. fresh and, um, and it has quite... I mean, the plot isn't very good either, but um, the, the whole double six. The plot for the nineties is all right. Like it's just because, like, you know, it, it, especially in that era, that was the era of like every film was an explanation of one EMP is. But this is like <laughs> one. This was one of the first, so it was like you know, it didn't matter that much. One thing this film really succeeded in um, was actually, it, I mean, obviously it's dated because of the technology in it, but they were really like ahead of their time in terms of like the internet and stuff like that. I mean. In 95, like, Boris is, like, talking about, you know, he name-drops the internet, which is, like, hmm. I don't know. Like, I think that's maybe the earliest film I've seen which makes reference to the internet. Unless, hmm. I, I can't really think of any other. I think because, you know, people, well, I mean, main, it's a bit, creators of films and studios, they're always a bit wary to date their films. Yeah. And... Bond did a very brave, and Bond's always trying to be a step ahead of the, a cur, the ahead of the curve, right? Oh, of course. So I think it's pretty cool to see that they actually were in this event. You know, in '95 they were they weren't afraid to go like, yeah, this guy's like an internet computer hacker kind of guy, and that's oh. actually aged really well in a, in a way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you feel about it, Tom? Like, I've never really asked you about this. Well, I mean, it doesn't exactly crop up much, but um. This I remember James hyping up the film a lot because he got to see it. Uh, so like, um, and uh, growing up, I there was a period where like, because you know we weren't allowed to see like twelves until we were actually twelve and all that. Yeah, and, they actually yeah, we were yeah. the only people whose parents literally, followed you know the guidelines on those. Literally the only one, pretty much. Never heard anybody doing that. But like, um, um, I thought for the longest time because we were we all saw the ones up to living day that's a thought like yeah i can't wait till we get 12 like all these films are going to be so like much better because like <laughs> because like almost as if it was like unlockable bit of a game which is like much better and it's like this was in terms this was like a film series version of that what i thought anyway um <laughs> even so like 
by that logic, License to Kill is the best one ever, which, yeah. Which, yeah, well, it's up there, so. Yeah, I, I was really hard on this film when I first watched it. Like, I was like, wow, is this what's so great? Like, when I heard all the really cringy music and stuff, like. Um, well, even, how old were you when you first saw this? You saw this when you were 12. Yeah. And you so, used to hate like, the music then, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just, it was cringy, like, and. I think much like Spy Lovely and Fear Eyes Only, it had really dated music. So, like, mm. but in a different way, it was, like, 90s, like, rubbish. So, like, um, this this film, like, I think it has some good bits, but it's never been, like... And I've actually liked it a little bit more over time. But, like, it's not, like, in the stratosphere for me yeah it's not like it's not like a skyfall tier of bomb film you know oh certainly <laughs> not i think this is more i mean obviously we'll rank it at the end of the episode but um but it's in, it's interesting what they try and do i think like i said my main two criticisms are literally just the writing and the music um which are things you don't i well i didn't pay attention to too much when i was younger obviously mm. um but one, a few things that this is really fantastic for i think the cinematography is excellent the, the action, like, they finally worked out how to choreograph fights. Yeah. And, um, and I, re- I think that really uh, improves Bond films a lot because fundamentally Bond films are action films, right? So, well, they are now. So, I mean, probably before Timothy Dalton, they were more adventure primarily, I would say. And then since then, they've become more action-based, which is good um, and something it's pretty strong i think it's not something they uh they, i mean the fights are really good in this because I, I, I always kind of associate that um that improvement with casino royale because obviously that was influenced by jason bourne of uh, the bourne entity which has amazing fucking fight uh choreographs it's interesting but, you bring that up actually yeah but pierce brosnan uh, i think the fighting in this is re- especially 006 and 007 at the end i mean yeah, I, I, it's i mean it's still like it's it's hardly you know john wick stuff but it's still like it still, mm. it still holds up, you know, for the time. It's it's a lot better than the fights we've seen with like Roger Moore and Sean Connery. That's for sure. So, I yeah. actually yeah. I actually disagree technically there because um, the thing is is that one of the gripes I have with Pierce Brosnan is that like he's not very believable in like fight scenes and stuff. Like he looks like the thing is with George Lazenby and Sean Connery is they were very, very believable in their fights. Like even though the choreograph, think of like red grunt and stuff. Like, yeah. That's a great example to be fair. I don't really agree, Pierce Bros- man. Piss Brosnan's like very well groomed, but like yeah. for fighting, yeah. it's like, nah. Like, I believe Daniel Craig a lot more. I believe Sean Connery a lot more and George Lazenby a lot more. Like, uh, I just, the choreography, I was done because I think it had to be done. Like, they couldn't, like... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they couldn't, like, Piz Brosnan wasn't... Like, they had to do what they could to, like, make it as believable as possible. Well, that's just why. And I think that brings us neatly onto Piz Brosnan himself. Um, yeah. Because... He's such a he's such an interesting kind of bond actor. I mean, obviously, specifically at, when it comes to ranking him. At, sorry, should we talk about this specifically when it comes to ranking him? I think it'd be good. Well, to I say. just wanted to talk about him generally. Um, but obviously, we'll kind of have this yeah. conversation again at the end. But I just wanted to, since it's the first Pierce Brosnan film we're reviewing, he's probably the most. 
I mean, at the time of his casting, the most famous actor that ever got cast as Bond. Other than him, I think everyone was pretty much... Pierce Brosnan's stock was quite high when they cast him. So mm. it was kind of like something that everyone saw coming, I think. Uh, and people, yeah, I, I mean, think, they, had they'd quite high start. expectations for him as well. And what I, what I do... What I will say for Pierce Brosnan is that if an alien came to the planet and asked me, oh, who's James Bond? I would probably show them a picture of Pierce Brosnan. For me, yeah. he's like... He's very, he, I mean, let's be real, you know, he's a handsome, he's a pretty good looking guy, in my opinion. He's, like you said, some, he's well-groomed. I like his, I mean, physically, he's Bond for me. Yeah, like. he's like, I imagine like... He ticks all the boxes, really. It's like someone put like Sean Connery and like Roger mm. Moore and like some sort of like com- like combiner and then out came like... Um, yeah. It's Brosnan. Like, that's how I feel about it, honestly. Now, I'm glad you said that because the other thing is the fact that the, the thing that Pierce Brosnan's Bond suffers from is that I feel like the creators were trying to kind of mash together Sean Connery and Roger Moore, like try and mash, marry those two into one kind of character. And that's where these films suffer because yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I, and I can't really tell if Pierce Brosnan would be better as a serious Bond or as a funny Bond because yeah, well, he's can, basically watch, forced to do both. Watch the fourth protocol to find out. Well, I don't know, but he's um I don't know, I think he had a I think he had a lot of expectation on him and he tried to mm. and he I don't think he's a bad bond by any stretch of the imagination, but I think he had a quite a hard job to do when you think about it. And this is why you should never this is why whoever the next bond is going to be, we don't know at the time of recording. Um it's important that they don't cast someone famous like Tom Hardy or something because yeah, everyone will go should. in Everyone will go in with their expectations and like, and I think that's that's always a bit unfair. It's it's always better if there's an unknown, or so, so sort of like a B-list guy. Um, as much as I would like to see Robert yeah. Pattinson or someone like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, do we have any more thoughts, or should we get into the? I think the I think the saddest part about this film is the fact that, I mean, they had always like similar to Timothy Dalton, they had always been like looking out for Roger Moore to like uh, not Roger Moore. Um, Pierce Brosnan to cast him as Bond, and yeah. his wife had, it had always been like her dream to see him play James Bond, but she died eight years before this actually came out. So yeah, um, that's yeah, quite that's okay. uh, His wife was playing uh, Countess Liesel from um, Fear Eyes Only. Yeah, that's right. I remember. Yeah, nice bit of trivia there. Well, let's get into it then, shall we? So. We open up with the gun barrel sequence, and now Henry has actually psyoped me into paying attention to them. Yeah, really, it's very different. Yeah, I to... like this one, man. It's like very like blood red, man. You can also see instantly with this film the technology developments that have happened in Hollywood in general. And in the last um, six years between now, you have more. I mean, I feel like before now the gun barrel was like very um, static. No, um, what's the opposite of digital? Analog. It, like it was very. It was filmed in a very analog way, whereas now it feels like okay, they've actually blended in a bit of, you know, technology in, not not CGI, but you know, it just feels a bit more like modern, and yeah, um, and think, that's cool. I think that's a really good thing. I, I, I love like it was really because the blood was like really blood red and fluid. Yeah. And, I don't know, it was very I, cool. I think it was a very good, um, very good modernization of the gun barrel itself, the look of it. Um, it's it's I think it like struck the perfect balance. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think yeah, very strong. It's like they they were like they they were tweaking it a bit, but they weren't like straight up fucking around with it like they did in some later Daniel Craig film. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, okay, and then we open up with a very, um, a very stuff. spectacular way to introduce your new Bond actor. Mm. Because it's funny, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's, 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 it is shades of the, the living daylights, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I really I think I have to appreciate the way that they introduced Timothy Dalton's Bond. Because, like, uh, like, like previously, obviously Sean Connery had very, you know, cool when he's playing cards, you know. Yeah. Um, but with George Lazenby, you know, I mean, I guess he had a fight, but then also, like, the first shot was just, is just, like, from, well, like, what I like here know, is how they actually they they actually obscure his face for the first few minutes, so it's kind of like I, I think that must have been really great to watch as like an yeah. audience member in the cinema at the time, where you're like, oh, you know, you're trying to yeah. see his face and you you just you can't quite see it, and you get a real close up of his eyes as well, and I think that's great. Yeah, you know, and then obviously, I mean, Roger Moore's, I mean, you know, it feels like I always bash him, but like his introduction is he's already it's quite for him it no, works. His introduction quite, is terrible, I think. Well, at least it's quite I think, unique, but I think it's he's got the work. Like... Actually, can we just do this very quickly? I mean, it's not part of our official rankings, but can we like rank right now the introductions for Bond actors? Because yeah. I think in my book, even though my favourite two Bonds are Roger Moore and Daniel Craig, I think they actually have the worst introductions of the six. I you think... don't like Daniel Craig's intro introduction in um, Casino Royale? No, no, I don't at all. It's weird and confusing. It's like black and white, and it's like some prequel thing. I just don't like it. It never sat well with me. I mean, we'll talk about Casino Royale when we get there. But how would you... How would Because I'm thinking maybe... Maybe George Lazenby's my favourite introduction. Or favorite? maybe Sean Connery. I don't know. I think maybe Sean it has to be Connor. Sean Connery. It has I think to be, Sean Connery it? It'd have to be... To me, to me it'd be Sean Connery... I think Timothy Dalton's. I mean, obviously, you know. Timothy Dalton's is great. It is. I mean, because yeah. this is like a whole. This is like, great. Yeah. I think that's number two. But George Lazenby's is very good as well. George Lazenby's I think he, is actually yeah. very good. I like yeah, when he's lighting like a cigarette it. and you see his like dimple chin and, and the music. I think that has to be oh, yeah, that is number two. Really really it. Um, I, I would put yeah, Sean Connery, then George Lazenby, then Timothy Dalton. Then probably Pierce Brosnan, then Daniel Craig, then Roger Moore. Roger Moore doesn't even feature. I think. I think. I think the reason they did that with Roger Moore is because they had like this really on and off period where like we didn't know who was going to yeah, be yeah. next. It was up in the air, wasn't it? Yeah. So they just like yeah, he's so they and they and they they made up for it in his later you know yeah. intros. So yeah, good. they certainly did for his openings. But anyway, so we have this spectacular um, jump from this massive dam, which is cool in Soviet Russia. Um, Soviet Russia, maybe I should say. Um, <laughs> and they break in, he breaks into this um, chemical development plant, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, unfortunately, like, as, as I've gotten older and stuff, I, I do kind of start thinking a lot about what, why they didn't just bomb the whole place from a plane instead of like this elaborate yeah. kind of sabotage thing but anyway well I, well I mean to be fair it's like a British plane just straight flew over and bombed it it doesn't I have to be British it could just be like launch a missile or whatever I don't know I'm sure yeah, there was that like, would, way that would that probably be like an act of war you know? yeah that would start World War 3 and I don't really think they needed two agents on this but obviously for the sake of the plot you need them so anyway Bond 006, uh, 007 goes in he's like oh yeah you know uh, pardon I forgot to knock I hate that line I think that's just like yeah, terrible yeah. He, uh, one yeah, line. He meets the guy. The first time you see him is like upside down in like a cubicle. I was really confused. I thought his first line was "filthy habit." Which film does he say that in? Then that's in Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, that's, well, I was expecting like... him to say it here somewhere. I was like, "Where's the Russian smoking?" I was looking for yeah. that, and then it didn't happen. I was like, "Oh, okay." 
Um, <laughs> so anyway, he he like breaks into this guy's toilet and then, um, you know, bumps into 006, as Toilets. he does. So now, I mean, Sean Bean. Let's talk about Sean Bean a little Can bit. Can I just say, the way that he first sees him is like confusing because he obviously knows who he is and he starts like barking at him in, in like, I assume, like yeah. Russian. And it's like, he's right in front of you. You don't have to like, you know. I think like he's just trying to like show 007 that he can like sneak up on him or something, you know, like oh, I'm, it's almost a little bit like, oh, I'm better than you. Because he does yeah, think so. I guess it's also for the audience too. Um, yeah, true. I don't know. He, I, I think he does actually a great job as like, because you've had previous double O agents um, in Bond films and you never really felt like kind of they're like Bond's peer even. Yeah, yeah. Only, only Red Grant, I would say. Only Red Grant is the true, like, toe-to-toe, like, Bond equivalent yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, like, but in really, when you really boil it down, or and maybe Necross to an extent, but... Yeah, what ne- about Necross Scaramanga? Is like very, you know, no, Scaramanga's different. I don't th- I couldn't see him in a fist fight with Bond, you know, especially yeah. Roger Moore's Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um... I think yeah, it's it's all right introduction, but one thing with this intro that is like really that always cringed from the first time I saw it was like later when they go into the thing is like half oh, everything is like James and there's like the other half, oh, mate, and then the music so like, cringe. Oh, <laughs> I hate I hate how the whole all of their dialogue is just makes my skin crawl, man. Oh, for England, James, for England, Alec. Oh, you know, like ah, oh, just makes me want to throw up, man. I think the um, for England bit isn't that bad. I think it's like it's all right. I like that they say England and not like Britain, but you know, yeah, for, for England, like it's like it's kind of like half sarcastic, half not. Yeah, um, that's true. It is a bit tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, but I still think it's like I, I don't know. I just it doesn't age well. You know, it's, it's not very like, and it's not a fault of the actors again. I just solely exactly. blame it's the writers. Like... I solely blame the writers. The writers for this film are just like really let us down. I think. But anyway. So they go in, they start planting some bombs, some mines, limpets, perhaps, actually. Yeah. What are they, technically? Limpets are underwater, aren't they? So Yeah, these Stick are just, it. like, sticky bombs. Yeah. yeah. Easy um, easy to set up. Just push one button, then you're set for life. Yeah, they are pretty cool bombs as well, I must yeah. say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so then, um, you know, the Russians catch wind of that this is going down, so they come in, because obviously we don't know this, but they've been, you know, tipped off. So they go in, like, you know, while... Bond is like, oh yeah, closing time, last orders. <laughs> oh, yeah, buy me a pint. Or make mine a Guinness. You've like, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and then you know, all of a sudden, 006 is uh, in execution position, yeah. and um, and does actually get shot. In the I head. actually, yeah, so, I actually quite like that bit. The fact that it's like, like yeah. 006 is covering for him, and then like you don't obviously you don't see it happen, but like. Suddenly, you you like well, Bond is setting up the bomb. Like, yeah, it goes quiet. Stops, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, you're still there." Yeah, yeah, that's a good moment. It's very cool because this is a situation we've never seen Bond in before. Mm. You know, where he's like, I mean, yeah, we've seen him like team up with, but it's always like you know the 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 female lead, and it's sort it's you know it's a bit of a different dynamic. Whereas in this case, it really is like two sort of colleagues, effectively. And, and it's not Felix Leiter. It's like these two guys really know their shit, you know. And I, I really yeah. like seeing that. I also love seeing 007 with an AK-47. I think that's just like, why haven't we seen that before? This is, yeah, this is a far cry from um, in the previous film in the opening sequence. Yeah. Like, you know, 61-year-old Felix Leiter, you know, with the... Yeah, well, like yeah, exactly. I think, like, 
What I like about 006 is that they actually established that there's some competency within like the other 00s. <laughs> because every yeah. time you hear about them before, it's just like, oh yeah, 009 got killed or 00 whatever got killed doing this. And it's like, oh, is like it kind of leads on, I don't know, it leads me to believe like almost like they're like not even half his like competency or whatever. But mm. once one is well, I'd say other it, than double was it double o eight in Octopussy? Double o nine, double o nine gets killed. Oh uh, yeah, but I think he he kind of like I mean yeah he gets killed, but he doesn't. Yeah, he's like he, he does something. He's doing his best job. I mean he he manages to get all the way to like the embassy from like this place. Even, it would like, be, you know, it's, it's a shame that they've kind of never explored that. I mean, this is something that maybe could happen in like today's. But if you had some kind of spin off. Amazon, you know, eight episode like series about 003 or something. I think that'd be quite cool. Don't you think? Like universe, it, it sort of world building really of like, I think that'd be a pretty cool like world building exercise for like, and then and then they could experiment with like whatever they like, you know. Oh, that's a great idea. I should pitch that to Broccoli. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trademarking that for anyone. I'm, I'm going to file a patent, so don't steal my idea. Um, I mean, Bond is, Bond is always like, they, they, I mean, especially in the Pierce Brosnan era, they've always. That's when they started like thinking, oh yeah, we're gonna do spin-off series of these characters, and then it never happened. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think so they. I think that, that. I mean, to in today's climate with you know Netflix, I think to this would be a perfect opportunity for them to try something like that. But like, by all means, have you know like they're doing with the Batman? You know, they have the Batman, and then they have this Penguin HBO series they're doing. I think that would really work for Bond, and then you still have like. M popping up in the odd episode or something. I think that'd be really cool. Maybe just a, just world building. I think that'd be great. But anyway, I think um, like back to Goldeneye yeah. with uh, yeah. with one one character I really like in this film is uh, is actually Arumanov. Is that you say Arumov? Arumov, sorry. Arumov, yeah, yeah. I think he's. I can bit... never remember his name, but I think he's great. I, I really like the fact the bit when Bond is trying to escape behind the. The, the you know the the drums and it's like the squeaky wheel i love that yeah that, and that, then like, you know he like tells this. them not to fire so they don't cause an explosion and then one of the guys sort of like you know just trembles and just loses yeah, his really nerve and then Ruminov shoots him i think that's a great bit of villain sort of yeah it's just like it's i like think a, it's great it's like such a it's like such a i don't know it's like a, it's like a small thing that says a lot Definitely. Um, i mean it's not really a small thing to kill someone but still it's it's yeah. kind of like I like the. I really like that bit where like he's like going behind. He's using these as a mm. shield basically because it's like it's dead silence and like yes. it's it's really serious, but at the same time it's actually quite funny. Just oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's like yeah, yeah I love like it. and even even Oromov, he's just like kind of like yeah. <laughs> it's you know, quite he's, interesting. He's like wondering what's your plan here, like. It's it's quite interesting, like how you interpret the moment where he shoots his own like soldier. Because I always thought that was like. Oh yeah, he's Russian. He's like brutal to the bone or something, and so he's like. Well, yeah, there he's, is a bit of that as well, that. I think. And like, yeah, that's how I always saw it. But for a room of, yeah, he he does do a bit of a different take because like, we've had like Orlov, who's like yeah. absolutely like off his meds basically, yeah. and um, and then um, this one seems like very cold and like exactly like pathological. I think that's. Level, I think he's just he's a very intriguing and he's. He's uh, he plays it well, the actor for it. I think he's and I think, yeah. hang on, let me just fact oh, yeah, we we had yeah. Koskov as well. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> this guy, oh, the actor's actually a German bloke, so um, so yeah, it's not like an English guy doing a Russian accent, which yeah. is you know, 
can can often anyway so bond uh, kind of escapes uh he's he does of course set the timer like three minutes yeah back, it, uh, which is important saying, for later on yeah yeah you're, that will be important for later on <laughs> yeah um, saying that i have a massive gripe with but we will get to really? it. okay yeah. but anyway so bond does that he escapes um they're all running after him he's like spots this plane taking off so he's like yeah all right i'm gonna get on that plane he gets what is cool is that he gets in the plane and then thrown back out and then has to get on a motorcycle and then drive it off the cliff. What I don't understand is why Arumanov says, like, don't shoot. Like, why wouldn't you shoot? It's just giving yeah, bots a chance to like, escape. Like, fuck the so, plane, just, you know. Previously, uh, like, this does take a lot of the believability out of it. The fact that there are so many guys shooting at Bond. Yeah. And yeah. they never hit him. Like, I know, like, AKs aren't the most accurate weapons ever, but, like, come on. Yeah, this this is this this that took me out of it a little bit, like but some nevertheless, people, some people you, say you soon that forget about that because of the very next stunt, which is almost like a, a remix of the first thing we saw in the film, but like jacked up by ten, which is, yeah. and I don't know, Double I stunt. I kind of guess this is physically possible, but um, it's yeah. it's a very very cool stunt, regardless of it's actually possible. Like this is like screen, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, but I love it. I don't think that was obvious either. I think it it works for me. This yeah, this it's stunt, not like, like it's not like you know Doctor No level green screen. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually used to have a very generous like interpretation of green screens because like when I was younger, I didn't know that like you know oh, technical yeah. thing about green screens. So I thought like when there was a green screen, that was really obvious. Like. That was like the filmmakers trying to like I don't know give attention to like okay. a particular <laughs> moment in the film, and I was like, huh. yeah, so that's really interesting. I wonder why they thought that was important. And it'd be like someone driving or something, and it'd be like, yeah, yeah. but this. I mean, I think they pretty much nailed all of that kind of thing. I, like later on when they're in the plane and stuff, uh, I think it's more or less holds up pretty well. Yeah. I, I don't sit. I don't. I mean, I am also quite generous when it comes to that sort of thing, unless it's really obvious. I think in this case it's all fine, really. Um, yeah, it's like, you know. But yeah, Bond flies off, and then the plant explodes behind him, which is always a pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, not before, not before the plane goes down behind. Like, I, I like the oh, yeah. way they shot this. It goes down. It's like, yeah. oh, did he That's crash? Great. And it just goes right back up. That's great. <laughs> and it doesn't um, fly over as it explodes, which is. Uh, and nice. what I love is how the explosion transitions into like, the. Um, yeah. The credit sequence, which like mm-hmm. it goes from like the explosion to like the explosion of a of the gunpowder in a in a in the barrel of a of a of a gun. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah, as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also kind of like the intro gun barrel as well, like the the way that it does that. I mean, I think apart from you know maybe a view to a kill and like some of the living daylights, Bond intros like this have not had very interesting kind of like designs sort of like because in, in, mm-hmm. in this one particular mm-hmm. i didn't really care much for golden either song by uh tina turner yeah. i think it's a good song actually i quite like i like it, it as well it's not my favorite it's not a view thing i listen to you know? but I, I think it is very uh atmospheric and yeah uh, i'll give you I think that it's good i think it's very good i think it's it's not top tier but it's yeah it's very like, strong it's like if someone made like a song out of like like someone sneaking around kind of yeah and like um, i said they get this is where this is where bond credit sequences start getting really creative and yeah, i really like enjoyed this this one in particular is very cool um apart from one really weird bit where the girl like opens her mouth and a gun comes out i didn't I, i've never that's always like a bit, a bit weird yeah 
Yeah, it's but other than that, that I have like very... the the twin faces of uh, of the Roman god Janus, which is uh, yeah. important for later. But I think that's still cool. That's still a bit of um, foreshadowing and stuff, you know. I think that that that's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like statues of Len falling down and all that, <laughs> smashing them, which is a little, just a very subtle hint to uh, what occurred in the last few years. So, mm-hmm. and then uh, we get to. I this, think this, this is this probably the, yeah. This is the just, worst part of soundtrack I've I've heard in the box. So not just soundtrack, but I think this kind of sums up everything bad about Pierce Brosnan's Bond. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the DB Five is cool. It's nice to see that again. Yeah, it's actually. Been but that's where it ends. Other than that, this is like the music is like almost unlistenable to. Yeah, makes I remember, all this, oh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I feel like I, this I, is how I, Tom feels when watching the opening for *The Spy Love Me*. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I came, I came back to watching it. I watched this scene like uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this is cool because the Ferrari spins around a bit. And then like, I like, I heard the music. I was like, this, this, I can't remember it being this bad. I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? And you've got this. Um... The girl next to him, I forget what her uh, she's like psychologist like or something like that. Like that yeah. yeah, and it's just so uh, obvious and it's so like on the nose, man. It is, it is kind of funny, and not, not that this scene is funny, but it, it's it's funny in the way that like Pierce Brosnan's Bond was like the beginning of them actually trying to like be like you know Bond, you can't just be sexist all the time, you know. And then like now it's like aged kind of poorly because they did the like you know. It's like almost just like basically paying lip service rather than actually like you know, I mean apart from the introduction of new M, I guess that's where it kind of yeah. Like... I think overall it's uh, it's not bad, but I think just this particular this scene particular is, is very like ah uh, leaves a bad taste, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I enjoy you know Gerard as much as the next girl, and then like yeah, that part. line in particular. Oh, she the next girl? <laughs> um, what do we think of Xenia on the top? Um, the thing is, it's like, it, I mean, it's to kind me, of weird. It, it's like, I mean, I guess this was only happening, Bob, but it, it is kind of weird to have someone who gets off on like killing people. Like yeah, that. So like, gets, it's like, gets, yeah. they're trying to do Max Zorin again, but like, it just, it, the opposite effects happens where you just like, oh, I okay. think she's getting were... turned on by like, you know. Yeah, it's like, like the thing is, like if you're watching this, I can't watch this with someone else because then it'll, it's all, if they haven't it's seen it, it's almost like the equivalent. It's actually almost the equivalent of like uh, Max Zorin if you're like seeing him spraying the people like in the he's, cave. He's having fun. He's not like, and then you know, and then you pan down and he's got an erection. It's kind of like the equivalent of that. Like, yeah. I, you know, like that's the actual. Like, like you could exact it, feeling I get. <laughs> you know, it, it's fair if they want to have like you know she, she's like let's say she's psychopath because she's laughing at them, but not like yeah yeah oh, oh. you know yeah yeah like... that, that was very I hate that that's the word. But what I will say is she's for me for my money probably the sexiest Bond girl. Like there's something about where I'm like oh you know yeah, Piz Brosnan, I would I would have put got... money on that honestly to bet. We, but wouldn't... Anyway. I don't know I think Piz Brosnan gets a really really like. Nice pick of the bunch <laughs> in his films, but anyway, that's 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 my opinion. Um, I think uh, what I wanted to say, like, I think she was inspired perhaps a bit by a Fatima blush from um, Never Say Never Again. She had like very similar kind of thing going, I think, but they yeah. they they went a step further with it, or a couple of steps further with it, and um, 
and yeah. tonally this is a very different film so yeah. <laughs> you know you, you can get away with it and never say never again yeah. whereas, i think uh is, yeah i think <laughs> that the, the probably the most appropriate thing they ever did with her is the fact that they gave her a ferrari that those two just seem to like yeah, that's together cool. like perfect cool. but anyway uh, it ends with like you know champagne in the, in the yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh like, actually you forget that bond confronts his greatest nemesis yet cyclists so, oh yeah, that I bet that got a cheer in the cinema at the time. Yeah, yeah it's just like this is like you know this set back the cycling community like decades. This I think week. this is um, there's one thing that Pierce Brosnan does really well, the co- like comedy like that, which is in worlds like real life kind of stuff. There's one in um, not Skiphead, but in um, the world is not enough. With the, the you know the guys, the ticket inspectors, and they get a good dousing. You can you can literally oh, hear yeah. the audit. You can hear the applause in the cinema, man. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's got nothing on Johnny English <laughs> blowing up a speed camera. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but th- I think this is one of those with the cyclists. It's just like, yeah, everyone loves to see that. <laughs> Ever, everyone liked that meme. Exactly. Um. Anyway, so Bond follows, and this is the other thing. What on earth is Bond doing here as well? Like, you know, surely he can do his driving test in, like, you know. A car park in, you know, yeah, London yeah. Imagine, somewhere. like, yeah, he's just doing this in, like, you know, the test <laughs> on, on an airport strip in, like, you know, Heathrow or something. Or the Heathrow, I don't think was, was it around back then or not? I don't think so. But anyway, not on the scale it is now. But anyway, uh, he follows her to this casino, um, where he kind of formally meets Xenia, and, yeah, um, and uh, he's not immediately winning it at a game, so basically. yeah. But then he but does. What are they playing? Because I don't know if it's a weird accent. I don't. They're not playing poker, but she's playing poker, right? Poker, yeah. So anyway, um, and yeah, you get this like flirty kind of back and forth, which is a bit cringe. And <laughs> like the pinnacle of that is when literally jazz music stops, and he says Bond, James Bond, yeah. which is just ah, what, what, why did they have to do that? Like. He he's fine. He can say James. You it's, can have some background music. You don't have to literally stop the band. I think and then continue. Yeah, I feel bad for him, man. Like he, he's yeah. a very good actor. Yeah, really. I think it's really like because they were they probably like gave into the audience too much because they were expecting yeah. like Pierce Brosnan, and it just yeah. aged so poorly. And it's just one of those moments. Yeah, me. I mean, like, and that's yeah. why they went. I think. Part that's kind of I think this film influenced Casino Royale a, a lot because they went and got okay right well th- they learned from their mistakes but they went completely the opposite uh, the other way right so they they kind of everything you expect they kind of just you know anyway we'll we'll talk about that when we get to Casino Royale but yeah, yeah we'll get to it eventually um so anyway and then yeah it turns out uh oh yeah and he goes oh I like a girl who pulls rank and then this like random guy oh yeah man but like literally like the like this like the soy in, in the uh situation yeah this guy this is like the modern equivalent of like you're like only fan subscriber man and everything you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, oh well he's an admiral and then Bob's yeah. like oh, and uh, 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 I think there's not many Bond characters that I, I, I loathe more than this guy, man. Um, but anyway, he gets uh, snuffed pretty quickly in a very... Uh, in a scene you don't want to be watching with your parents. Yeah, literally. Right? <laughs> like, like yeah, Bond is uh, totally uh, not... Yeah, he doesn't think about her at all. He's watching her with, like, binoculars. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah Henry, did yeah, you watch this with uh, Mum? Huh? Did you watch this with Mum? No. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, now, uh, now I think about it, yeah, maybe we'll just skip this one, honestly. So, uh, uh, yeah, so that's a, I don't know, yeah, how much more we can say about that particular. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah, without, I mean, to be fair, we'll probably get into more size regardless. It's just, yeah. it's just, uh, Oh, I mean, we're not afraid of crossing the line here on the Millions show, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think everyone, everyone, everyone kind of feels the same way about this particular scene. So we'll move on. Great. Yeah, I, this thing I never get, like, apart from, apart from, like, kind of later. Like, m most, like, you know, I mean, I guess there's, there's a difference between a romance scene and, like, a, like a sex scene. Like, half of the time, you actually basically, I can't think of almost any sex scene in Bond, which is, like, actually, like, has any point other than... Because like, who's this for? Yeah, but Henry, I mean, that's that's kind of a trope of all films. Is there ever a sex scene that's really, yeah, no, really like, who, needed? Who, who is it I mean, for? That's what I want to know. Like, who, sorry? Who, I know, but, like, who is it for? Oh. Is it well, it's for Xenia's character building, isn't it? It's like, oh, okay, yeah. this is what no, she no, does. For, for, for her, I guess she uses a weapon, so it kind of, you know, you can justify it that way. So, it's to steal his ID, maybe. Yeah, I, I know that. Oh, yeah. In like in gem in general in films, I'm just like, who who? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, with films, you, there's always like over the top, gratuitous, you know, sex scenes. We have but... a lot of uh, gratuitous sex and violence. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. But I think in in this, yeah, and and they're they're never. I mean, they're never strictly necessary, right? Um, which is actually why I think for a lot of my favorite films. A lot. I, I kind of noticed this actually. I was thinking about it. a lot of my favorite films don't have anything like that at all in them. Um, yeah. You know, like I don't know. I mean, everyone knows. My if you're, if yeah, Seven and Blade Runner. <laughs> I think like, Gladiator stuff like that. Save but, the yeah. I think like I had like you might think it's awkward, but like I had this one friend who I watched it with who made like the most awkward comment possible about yeah. it like for Go me on. um <laughs> don't even know yeah. he said no, go, go, go say it please i want to hear this yeah he also happened to know like you know our dad and then he said the guy looked like dad uh, i've never right. been able to unsee it and i'm like oh. yeah uh, <laughs> yeah that's yeah yeah that's true um <laughs> anyway, so then we cut to we cut and then we cut to Moscow. No, then we cut to Russia. Yeah. Now I really like this. Yeah, he's I got think, eyebrows. Yeah. Um, no, I really like this. Oh, yeah. uh, this whole you forget about Bond for a bit, and you're watching another film effectively. And I think yeah. this is so effective for actually building up, firstly the Bond girl, but also. You know, a side oh. character in Boris, yeah. um, and just in general, it's just world building, which Bond often lacks. So, you know, you get character development, and this is where it's done very well. It feels very real. It's just a bunch of colleagues, and they're sat in this yeah. base doing like this boring communist job. You know, having coffee breaks and cigarettes, and it, it feels very real. And um, <laughs> I, I really, I really enjoy this. And, you know, Boris is, you know, slughead. I like um, it a lot too. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's very like. I don't know, believable and like. Yes. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Like everyone there seems to have like, even if you don't, they don't get many lines. They all seem to have like chemistry with each other. And exactly. Even, yeah. not, even the the lady who's like, you know, uh, Natalia's friend. I can't, you know, the dark haired Anna. Anna. I think her name is. You know, even a side character, like, very believable. It's just like feels very grounded. It kind of reminds me of the Living Daylights when you see um, uh, her flat. I forget the uh, Kara's flat. Um, yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, okay, this is real. These are real people, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, 
they're met with uh, tragedy pretty quickly because yeah um, well making... i mean these scenes are kind of happening side by side but you have this you know... is where this is where making a cuppa saves your life yep um so yeah i mean boris is kind of doing his sort of like flirty but also you know yeah, he's, he, he's like he's so what is he funny. is he the original is he like an original not he's not giga chad but he's some kind of you know He's like the original troll, like online troll yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's it's like, is, oh, is... I'm going to hack the Department of <laughs> yeah. Justice. You know? He's like the OG sort of, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the exact terminology, but I can't right now. You know what I'm talking about. So yeah. anyway. I mean, yeah, his like persona, he thinks he's a giga chat, but he's like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's No, he's like the, the OG keyboard warrior. Sort yeah, of he literally, he literally needs <laughs> it as well. It's, he's, I mean, uh, he's played by Alan Cumming, right? Alan Cummings, yeah, yeah, he is. He's he's probably one of the best like characters. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is the thing. Yeah, these small characters because they have less. They they have less pressure on them. I think they're really well written. Hmm. They have believable dialogue. I think the more like you know Pierce Brosnan, Sean Bean, they there's a bit more expectation than yeah, so they're given, it's like they're given sort of bigger things to say, and everything has to be like a quote. So this, this know, really feels like this could just be like the like someone just put a camera inside of like some like rock exactly. facility where they're just having ban well banter slash the turn this got to fuck exactly exactly we get we get like a, I think Boris is they do like a version of like thing is with Boris he's very believable as like a t as a betrayer as well like oh yeah like, here t and they try to do that later with like Obrachev in a very similar circumstance well he but even says that he even goes oh well uh if the you know if our boss sees this I'll get sent to Moscow I'll get a million bucks you know he's like you know yeah. he definitely would have got snapped up by like the the on the he'd have been on their radar as like okay this guy's someone we need in our operation as yeah. like the tech guy you know you always have someone like yeah. that yeah um, he's like you know I don't know. He's he's like you know the game and not gamer gamer slash uh, tech expert version of Walter White in Russia. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of see him as more like well anyway well I mean there are a lot of characters like this before. It's, he's not the first one to have done it. I mean I think of uh, Die Hard for example, Tom. When um, you have the guy who's uh, hacking into the bank and in, into the vault and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know it's that kind of guy. Like Alan Rickman doesn't know how to do that. He just has to like let this guy get on with it sort of thing yeah. i like so how anyway. like he's such like in this i know we're talking a bit long about boris but like he's That's like great though. he's he he's deserves like, his own spin-off like you know, <laughs> yeah, the life <laughs> of boris you know. he's he he get i like how he's like so indispensable in terms of computer skills like mm. you get like later at the end you get alec trevelyan who absolutely hates his guts and like yeah. wants yeah. nothing to do with him but he like just has to have him otherwise he's yeah 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 it's quite it's funny to see that happen. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. Anyway, so um, this is, like I said, happening side by side with Bond and Xenia oh, yeah. uh, hijacking yeah. the Tiger helicopter. Oh, yeah. um, and then they fly it all the way from Monaco, wherever that is, to Russia somehow. Yeah, despite this, like, in the space of half an hour. They were tracking it, right? I assume there must have been a bit of time passing, which they don't really demonstrate very well but yeah it, it feels like they fly directly from there to like you know to the base yeah, this is like literally in the middle of russia as well <laughs> like and i really like yeah. how uh you don't actually know what happens to boris because he goes out for a cigarette and then this helicopter yeah. and you think oh he's dead and then he, he's not obviously oh yeah because i actually completely forgot he'd gone out for a cigarette so yeah it's very cool and um and anyway so then yeah i'm you know 
Arumanov and uh, Xenia, they, they, well, Xenia actually mows down everyone. She does it very quick. Like, yeah, she, she's the only one shooting and they're all like dispersed around the room. Like, you know, she, she's able to kill them all from like not even yeah. moving around, which I, yeah, I, I, mean, like. I mean, obviously, at least, herself, at least so, they yeah. bothered to make it add detail of she goes to the guards first and the rest of them are unarmed. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously, Natalia's, you know, she kind of making a cup of tea. Had had the worst coffee. Have the worst coffee break of her life. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And also, I mean, this is something that will that always like surprised me. The fact, I mean, because I forgot that this is. The thing. I always thought she did actually escape through the roof, but then like it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. actually in the cupboard. I think that's great. Um. So yeah. Anyway, so then they activate the golden eye and set it on self destruct basically. Um, yeah, to, to blow up this base because uh, yeah so you have some very loose kind of like plot happening here yeah. um so yeah and then uh we cut to the new mi6 the yeah. new money penny tanner yeah. and money penny played played by samantha bond yeah i really i, I she's one i always forget about and then i watch her and i'm like oh no this is horrible man I, I hated her dialogue with Bond in this. It's just so cringe. Yeah. It's uh, really I, far cry from uh, Lois Mackerel. It's sexual harassment. I will, I will yeah. like, confess. Doesn't do anything like, about it. I will God. confess that, like, um, I just completely skipped, like, stuff like that when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't have time. Oh, that, is quite, that is quite a testament to Don't blame you. But anyway, we get to meet Tanner, who's, like, this kind of boffin, you know, random guy there. And we have Judy Dench as M. Yeah, it's like, her introduction is, is so good as well. Like, yeah, yeah. like because like you see her popping in the background if you're paying attention, but then like if you're not, yeah. just like Tanner was, he's like, yeah, yeah, well, if you know, if the evil queen of numbers will like right. you know, let you, and then like Bond's just like, and he just realizes he's like, <sighs> what irritates me about, um, about, I mean, as a as a broader point, how everyone associates Judy Dench with. Daniel Craig, right? Like, yeah. as far as you're probably the average guy on the street, they just think Judy Dench was in the Daniel Craig films, but she's, she's not. in less of his films. Actually, exactly. no, well, she's in, yeah, she, uh, well, technically. Oh, yeah. She's in yeah. She has more well, Pierce Brosnan films, actually. Yeah. Well, and, actually, um, actually, I won't spoil anything. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyway, she's here, and, uh, yeah, she's, like, you know, straight away doing her thing doing what she's so well known for i mean yeah. everyone knows judy dench now so dame judy dench no less yeah. i like that yeah. it's kind of like the equivalent of like you know don for like a man isn't it like don salamanca or something like that like yeah, yeah. don conte it's or something from the godfather like, like uh, i think that's cool yeah yeah she she's she's just great in the in, in a way that it's like you know like like the way that yeah they 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 would shit talk her behind her back but like when she's yeah. around they just just like they're just like kind of shaking themselves. And you know what I like they they don't make any bones about her kind of they go they straight away go yeah oh if I want sarcasm I'll talk to my children it's like okay she's a mum you know there's kind of that, like straight away like addressing that as well those kind of general questions that people would have straight away addresses yeah, they, that they've given her a great life like i think she oh, is yeah. like written like you know greatness like oh, yeah extremely well very you know they gave they gave more care into like the way they introduce m than the way they introduce bond almost i mean yeah. obviously with like the the stunts you know that's all great but in terms of like the next yeah. thing you see in that that car evaluation then like that's right and then yeah they sit in her office for a bit and uh you know have a chat uh, yeah, princess had kept some cognac in there. She's like, "Oh no, I like this." Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, she lays down the law with him, um, which is interesting to see. Yeah. 
don't go on any personal vendettas, but remember what happened last time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, the Golden Bay, they actually kind of watch it live on, on their monitor. Like, the, yeah. oh, she has a great line. Um, Bond, yeah, Bond goes, oh, this is live, isn't it? And she goes, well, unlike the Americans, we don't get our bad news from CNN. What a yeah, great yeah, yeah. line, man. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, um, this is great as well, because, like... They give all the good lines to, like, everyone but Pierce Brosnan, man. <laughs> yeah, they, they... She does a very good job in... I mean, the, the way that they've actually basically cut this film together is the fact that you literally have these two stories which are related, but physically apart from each other, mm-hmm. like, happening at the same time, and you see them, like, both evolving, like... And yeah. they're they're kind of watching almost like the audience, like, oh, there is a survivor, you know, so... That's right. That's right. So that's cool. And Natalia, fortunately, well, she gets out. I mean, she has her own very, like, yeah. harrowing experience, which you get to see where she's, like, seen all of her friends and colleagues die. And it's good that you get that moment to grieve with her as well, because, like I said, it just builds her character a lot. And you can see even the clothes she's wearing. She's just, like, a very plain sort I mean, she's very beautiful. But yeah, very, like, believable, down-to-earth person, which is great. And, I really um, like her, like as a yeah. Bond girl. Yeah, I think she's for sure one of the best. She's She'll do like, very well in the rankings. I think she's she's an amazing. She's like she's the survivor, like among all yeah. the Bond girls. Like she's, like yeah, I really like her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she really goes through the mills here, man. She nearly gets like killed by debris and you know explosions and stuff, and she gets rescued by some dogs. Which is yeah, really, yeah, she. Meets I just, best I just real, I just realized like. She does everything right that what's her name, uh, Pam Bouvier got wrong in License to Kill because like she was like she you don't see her having like experience or anything you just hear her like lecture Bond on the boat so like, I've done this I've done and then this yeah. film actually you see the Bonga like surviving yeah, it's, stuff it's and, like, showing not telling and like gr- growing as a character and I yeah. think it's yeah. infinitely better than that. I agree. I mean, I'm already earmarking her as, like, probably second in the Bond girl ranking, yeah. actually. Um, so, anyway. I like how, like, literally no one's ever, like, dethroning Tracy, like, we just decided. Yeah. Although, I think this is the probably the closest we get. More or less. Maybe, yeah. And I think in many ways, actually, you could argue Natalia is the best Bond girl. But, obviously... You know, that's kind of like it's that's like, you know, in football, you have like all the footballers and then you have like an extra, which is Ronaldo and Messi. It's kind of like that, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah, more or less. Um, so then we go and meet Q. So always good to see Desmond. Oh, I, so it's yeah, because like it's almost like a fake out for the audience because like, Han, he's not actually he's not like, you know, wheelchair like Desmond Llewellyn himself. Is a oh, wheelchair, yeah, that's right. Is um, I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like. One's like, oh yeah, sorry about the leg, and it's like, oh, what, what like, you know, like a car accident. He's like, oh no, hunting. And he, he's like, yeah, he, you can tell Dylan Llewellyn's like, how they're having so much fun in these scenes, like, oh yeah, it's just fully fledged Q now, isn't it? I mean, I mean, yeah, you've already had this with like Roger Moore and stuff, but this is like, it's not taking to the this next level, really but they, they've really got comfortable on. with what they can do with him, and uh, he just he's having a great time. You can just see that, can't you? Um. <laughs> With Bond, yeah, they have some good. I they love have some pretty good dialogue. I so love that's... the line where it's like, "Don't touch that." Yeah, of course. Like, of oh course. man, and you, you get to, you know, you get the great like, you know, background gags. You know, the guys getting like trapped yeah. in the phone booth. Someone gets like ejected out of a car. You know, 
Oh yeah, and remember, pay attention to this BMW because it becomes very important for later on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so anyway, then Bond goes to Russia and he meets someone that, yeah, I couldn't wait to see again. Oh yeah. Which is like yeah, basically is... the stand-in Felix Leiter. So. Yeah, 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 Jack Wade, right, played by the same guy who plays... Um... Really is the very last person I wanted to yeah. see, man. He's... You know, this is like yeah. co- people who like subscribe to the codename theory. How do you explain Jack Wade? Did like, you know, if if everyone who plays different, who if, if the same actor, right, can go to different uh, like roles in the film, like obviously uh, the guy who played uh, Robert Brown's M was in mm-hmm. a previous film as like a Navy commander or something. Oh well, this guy clearly isn't. Are you trying to say this guy's like Brad Whitaker? No, 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 no. This is this is <laughs> if you were a guy who subscribes to the codename, how do you explain that? Did Brad Whitaker get hit on the head so hard he joined the CIA or something? Like, well, no, obviously not. It's like yeah, I, oh, I know, it's more I know, than I, I know that's yeah. clearly not the it's case. But like people who subscribe to the codename theory, never. Yeah, but I think that's so. very exclusively with 007 rather than. You know, no, well, they they, they, they work the same. They do it the same with how they explain with the M's. You know, people who play the same character. Well, uh, people who play different characters. Yeah, that's that's true. But I think most people are pretty like savvy on where that line is drawn you know you, yeah. you can accept it i think everyone accepts it for m and probably q to an extent but not not money penny and not you know felix Leiter. i, I don't yeah, think you know it's like you know there's there's obvious ones but and, although that is a very good argument against the codename theory but anyway yeah. um so then yeah Jimmy they Bond. get their little scene together. Um, then, oh, this is great as well. Natalia gets her own bit again, where she's like going into this computer store and oh, she's yeah. like, oh, I love her, man. She's oh, throwing yeah, weight around. She's like, computers. she's being like, a boss, you know. She's like bossing this guy around, <laughs> making a complete fake story up so she can like get in contact with Boris. She, she's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, like she's, she's not using it for like, like sending it to schools or anything. She's just like hacking them. Like, and I think that's great because it's not like, you know, because back then they didn't have internet cafes or anything. That is really how the only way she would have been able to get in. And I really yeah. like that. And again, it is like you say, Henry, show not tell. It's uh, very well done. Everything they do with her character is really like mm. very well thought through, I think. Very well written. She, um, yeah, she does more spy work than James Bond. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she she gets in touch with Boris, and I love that you know her like when she's like, oh, uh, is everything good? And she's like, yeah, everything except the interruptions. You know, it's like, yeah. I love her. Um, yeah. and and then obviously I'm skipping ahead a bit, but obviously she gets unfortunately kidnapped by Boris in the church later. So yeah, you know, what a way to betray someone. Yeah. Anyway, so then Bond goes and meets. Well, Jack Wade goes and takes him to um, Zukovsky. Valentine. Valentine. I can't remember. It's Robbie Coltrane, basically. Who yeah. I love this guy, man. He's oh, in yeah, I love. I love the way they, they they set it up like their kind of relationship beforehand. They've even they've even met me. It's like, oh yeah, he's this guy with you know limp, and he's like, oh you you don't you know each other? It's like I gave him the limp, you know. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's very like it's a good bit of world building. It just fleshes out Bond a bit more. It makes him more believable, you know. I think, um, and because he, he would have he would have like beefs with people like this and they do yeah, that there's... a lot with pierce brosnan actually because they do it later in um tomorrow never dies as well but anyway like he's got history he's got a past as well you know and it catches up with him and robbie coltrane you can't go wrong with him man obviously he's in harry he's hagrid he's in yeah. blackadder as well um very memorably so you know yeah i think they're seen he again one of these characters that's like a bit more not a major character but 
He's just he's really he um, adds to the film a lot. Yeah, you really enjoy it. So he, like he's a breath of fresh air, isn't he? Yeah, he's just like yeah, yeah, because he's like Bond has to go to ask him for a favor, and like yeah, they literally laugh at the prospect. Yeah, um, but he's appealing to his wallet, which is you know another thing. It's just like you could believe that that he would do this. Yeah, I, like I think it's little, fantastic. I like the little back and forth they have later. It's like uh, he's trying to because he's rivals with Yanis, so like mm. he's like. I need this and this and he's like oh and he's like talks about helicopters like yeah. six yeah, like, yeah, yeah. three none that fly like yeah. just <laughs> but yeah, adding well, to this, little, this little history they've got yeah 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 it's Fine. very good um and what's not so good is the next scene because Bond is having a nice relaxing swim and um yeah. and he's uh, yeah joined by Xenia so yeah the first the first I think ever sex fight I've ever seen in the film so mm, yeah this is very again just is, uh strange um i really i really want to know who who thought like who who was like writing Xenia's character for this yeah like, yeah it's uh i think they saw mayday and fatima blush i feel thing. yeah i but, feel like they've tried i, I was thinking about mayday i th- feel like they tried to like mash zorin mayday and Fatima Blush all into one character. Um, it went horribly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just too much. But then again, I sit here and I don't really have any, like, suggestions how to improve this character other than removing them from the film entirely. Yeah, so, you know, I don't really know what you could do with her. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, um, it depends on your definition of safe sex. Exactly. Yeah. So, so anyway, we move on from that. Oh, yeah. yeah cause, so Xenia takes... Xenia's apparently the the go between to go and take him to double O. Well, to Yanis, totally yeah, not double yeah. And it, it's like the middle of this like abandoned Soviet like yeah, this, this weird graveyard where they're like all their statues off. You know, I mean, it's very very cool. Yeah, it, it, very it, cool. It, it makes no sense, but it's it's like aesthetic. yeah, just for him to like walk out of there. Like he'd been standing there for the last sixteen hours. You know, <laughs> this yeah. is literally like you know Zack Snyder like ma- making a bot. This is just yeah. like okay, it doesn't really make it, but it's cool, so we'll do yeah, it. For the trailer, you know, when Sean when Sean Bean actually steps out from that, and he's just got it's like the poster from the thing. It's just he's a silhouette, and you have this like beam of this uh, arc lamp yes, behind. He's got, him. He's got like a. He's installed the so Yanis cool. smoke machine there too, you know. Yeah, what a great villain reveal, man. Yeah, it is great. And like, I think this, I mean, the, not the soundtrack of them talking to, with each other is a bit strange because it's like a piano. I hate that this is really awful, man. It's really, and and 006 just goes on this, like, starts talking about his, like, villain origin story and stuff. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, uh, okay, this yeah. Thing, I mean, I it's important that we like... know this about him, but I think they could have delivered yeah. it in a much more effective way. I mean, they hinted it before with uh, Robbie Coltrane, but still... The thing, that I, like, the, the thing that I don't like, that I never got in this, is the fact that, obviously, he's pissed off at Bond for the fact that he set the timer for three minutes instead of six. But when he changed the timer, he thought you were already dead. So, like, it's not fucking betrayal, yeah. is it? Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry, mate. When I saw you get, like, shot in the head, I thought you actually died, you know? Yeah. And, of course, he's got his obligatory Bond villain facial disfigurement yeah 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 at least it's a little bit more subtle in this case he's just like got a bit of scarring on his face but still it's like all right yeah yeah well it's yeah like it's two face light isn't face, it you know like like yeah. like yanis yeah so yanis turns out to be 006 which is like oh okay which is cool 
It is quite um, good. So, yeah. yeah, of course. It's and a- I think the whole... I just wish the music was better, you know? If you had good music and slightly better written dialogue, this yeah. could be an all-time bomb scene, you know? This could be real all-timer. Instead, it's just like, ah, it's just a yeah. bit lacking, you know? Yeah, the thing is I don't get is like, oh, yeah, I've anticipated you every movie. It's like, no, he's just hoping you don't shoot him so your guy with the trank can get him, like... Yeah, well, Bond does get yeah. tranquilized and then wakes up in the Tiger helicopter with uh, Natalia behind him, and you know, yeah, this has like, never made much sense. I think, yeah, like, well, yeah, it's just giving Bond a chance to escape, but it's also like you know, trying to get this helicopter off the, off the books, and well, yeah, it is to frame him. Actually, you're right, Tom. So yeah, it yeah. is. It, I mean, you can't look too much into the plot of this film, otherwise, it just falls apart. Yeah. But um. I, and I don't like Pierce Brosnan headbutting the panels and stuff. It's, yeah, it's is, very yeah. undignified, isn't it? Yeah, but it's what but, he's got to do, to be fair. So. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, true. He, I mean, he's literally hitting the panic button, and there's little else he can do, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what's this giant red button? Bang, you know, and then, like, this sense of flying. Yeah. yeah. I but mean, it's, I believe all of it, because, like, yeah, you would have that in your cockpit, wouldn't you, sort of thing, so, you know. Yeah, and I like that the timer does run out, and then it's like, oh, what's going to happen now? Then the missiles shoot, and then they're turning to... He, yeah, and this, feels can... like, this feels like very, almost like a Bond-themed saw trap, you know, like... He's been asleep so long, he missed, like, Alex's uh, like tape, like, explaining to them why, why he's here. That's right. Yeah, that's what the whole... Um, yeah. So they escape, and then they get out, and Natalia tries to run away and stuff, as, as of course you would. But then and then suddenly the troops show up, like yeah, so, yeah, the Russians, because they need something to frame. So it's they've been tipped off, probably like oh yeah, yeah but, they're they're in the copter and like. But does that mean they expected Bond to escape? Mm, or what? Well, either I way, think, well, even if even if Bond was like dead, yeah, they just find their charred remains. Yeah, in yeah, then maybe, they'd be like, oh well, look, it, we found the people who nicked it. So even though they maybe, missled themselves. Maybe they were like behind the bushes or something, trying to like pay attention if like um, they were trying to in case they did or in case they didn't. Because maybe a rumor was there like uh, waiting uh, to give them the order to get them or something. I'm not sure, but yeah. as they might have been paying attention, it's now your time to pay attention. So mm. it's yeah. now time to open license to quiz for Goldeneye. Yeah, you're the new, yeah. not quartermaster, you're the new quiz master. Yeah, after the last debacle. But um, uh, what was I going to... Right, so... Fir- we will not have the uh, box office question as is custom on this... Uh, oh, yeah, because... Yeah, I, I, when, yeah, when I was looking up stuff about this film, I uh, may have accidentally popped across it on the, uh, on the web. Henry, you saw the budget, not the box office, right? No, I saw the box office, not the budget, so... Oh, okay. And with that in mind, what was the budget of this film, do you think, according to IMTV? Man, this is this is really tough because like this I feels think like must have had a pretty healthy budget. I'm gonna go with forty five million. I'm gonna go with fifty million. Final answers? Do you remember yeah. what it was for license to kill, by the way? Thirty two million. All right. So final answers, James, 45 million and Henry, yep. 50 million. Yeah, I'm going with that. The point goes to Henry. This film was actually 60 million in terms of budget. So yeah, they must have spent splashed quite a bit on this. Henry, if I'd have said yeah. 50, would you still would you have said 55? I'd have probably gone higher still. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. 
No. What was the box office then? I mean, you can just tell us. <laughs> it was $364 million. Really? Mm-hmm. That's good. This was very successful, I think. So, I suppose okay. after all those years, like hearing James Bond was back, might have formed like a glut in the cinema or something like that. Oh, yeah. And with but... Pierce Bros and Sean Bean, it was like pretty A-list sort of, well, yeah. relatively speaking. Wasn't so it? some nobody liked Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what? who's the Shakespearean fuck this? You know. <laughs> yeah. Or well, was this a play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine what the average cinema girl was thinking. Like, what the... no, I don't think so. But anyway, this guy so, from Jane. What's question yeah. two? Oh yeah, Jane. So like, what was the time on the explosive device before James Bond switched it to three Six minutes? minutes? Six minutes. Um. No, no, no. Like, when he switches it, you see a time on the actual, like, thing, which it's just at before he changes it to All right, I'm going to go with 5 minutes 23. What? I I don't understand the question. So, like, he said it... He changes it, he changes it, he sets it to 6 minutes, he changes it at some point to 3 minutes, but it was already... Oh, okay, so when he changes it to 3 minutes, um, I don't know, 4... 4 minutes and... 30 seconds, I don't know. So 4 minutes, 30 seconds, and 5 minutes, 23 seconds. No, I'll go a bit higher. I'm going to go 4 minutes and 58 seconds. Yeah, I'm just going to go 5 minutes and 23. Okay. James probably closer. 5 minutes, 23, and 5 minutes what? No, I say 4 minutes, 58. Um, You, like, just give final answers because this is confusing. Yeah, yeah, 4 minutes, 58. That's my final answer. 5 minutes, 23. That's my final answer. All right, well, Henry's closer. It's five minutes, 36 seconds. So wow. He had a 24-second conversation before deciding, yeah, let's blow everyone up. Yeah. Yeah. Nice so, yeah. All right, 2-0 then. Have to, be paying atten- start. have to be paying attention to this. I wasn't paying attention, to be honest, so, yeah, <laughs> it's showing. I just take an educated guess on that, so. All yeah. right, so, in the intro... You said it was very interesting with uh, all the Lennon statues. Specifically, oh, how many were there in the intro displayed? Oh, man. Um, I was probably looking at my Lennon phone statues? when that was happening. I don't know, seven? I don't have a clue. I'm probably going to go with, like... Or oh, was it more or less than seven is really the question. <laughs> probably go higher, maybe, like, eight. Right, seven, James, Henry, eight. Final answers. Yeah. The point goes to James because it's five actually who are in the five. Oh, they're just like anonymous, kind of like, you know, you got some Stalin ones or something. No, there were Lenin slash, there was a couple of Trotsky one as well. So that's interesting. I, I, um, yeah, I distinguished. Um, Yeah. I I appreciate that you distinguish between the two. Well, as you have to. Um, In. Uh, Goldeneye quite famously in the video game world spawned a video game that was very popular. More famous than the film, basically. It was actually the third best-selling game on the N64 console. But how many copies did it sell? Oh, that's just so stacked towards in Henry's favour, man. Well, I don't know the sales of this game. Yeah, but you you know about gaming and stuff, which I don't. Yeah, but I, I've never played... I'm going to go uh, 20 million. I really don't have a clue, man. 20 million copies. It, it actually, Tom, can you give us like a, a, a benefit of a hint of what the top-selling one was? Um, I think it was Super Mario 64. I can't... I was looking at the list, but like... that was Yeah, I'm going to go 20 million. Yeah, there wasn't a Metroid game on it. I didn't care. Um, 
Oh, is it more or less than 20 million? I'll probably have to guess something like 17 million, I'm guessing. Your final answers are 17 million and 20 million. Yeah. All right. Well, Henry's closer, actually. It, but actually, you're both very far off. Yeah, I was wondering, like, how much do those ones sell? Because, like, the highest one, anyway. The third, it actually sold 8,009,000 copies, which was 90,000 copies, which uh, is much lower than I expected as well, actually. But that goes to Henry. Uh, The score is 3-1 at the moment. I'm going to really pay attention from now on, man. I I forgot that this was happening, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, Golden was, I mean... we we might have a video of, our, of us playing it at some point, possibly, because uh, I have it. So The James Bond trivia life. quiz. I've played yeah. GoldenEye once. At oh, Mace that. Games, yeah. yeah, you've I, played it. I, we I, haven't. <laughs> I actually played it at Bewley Expedition once oh. when there was that oh, really? 50, 50 year anniversary. Well, I guess you should have wiped the floor with me then. So, you know. Yeah. Sure. Unf- unfortunately, I wasn't part of this quiz. So, um, <laughs> right. So, this is interesting. You mentioned russia in this but mm-hmm. when was the last james bond film where james bond was in russia supposedly but where he actually where he's actually in russia or where they say he's in russia they say he's in russia oh, that's uh, a good question that's a very long time ago um... i don't know whether to do this like who says the correct film first or who's closer in terms of films is it from russia with love I'm going nope. to say... I never say he goes to Russia. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to make you guess. Spy Love Me. Nope, keep guessing. Fox Pussy. Nope. Oh, shit, I don't have a clue now. Why, <laughs> why did I say Ox Pussy? Um, it's tough, man, actually. It's, very yeah. it's a good question. Um, Moscow. It's not the Spy Love Me. The Living Daylights? Nope. I really don't remember when they said... Kill. Was it... Yep, James got it correct. Okay. When was he supposedly in Russia? In the beginning. Oh, yeah! Oh, nice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was a Roger Moore film. All right. I was thinking about it. So what's it now? 3 2. Great question. It's 3 2, yeah. So, right. Come on. Um, Henry's still within winning distance, so they keep it, uh, pay attention, I should say. Yeah. Um, for the actress for Natalia, is called uh, her name's Isabella Skorupko mm-hmm. and she was born in Sweden but is Polish. ethnic yep James got it wait what did you even say what was what was I know where she actually from <laughs> that's the question her she's ethnically from which country and James just got it before I finished what was so it, Finland no it's Poland oh, so all right well uh, shame I'm really you, yes. I'm surprised James like got that yeah, like, you shouldn't finished. be <laughs> fair enough um yeah, I, mean, I mean honestly i expect james to be you know the one winning this <laughs> for this film so all right the here we final go this question. is good three three this is great it's funny <laughs> we get three threes very often we're not rigging this this just happens yeah yeah it's not scripted so go on what's the last question all right we're at the end of the film where is the satellite said to be going to burn up over london oh oh shit uh the sea south africa Nope, not South Africa. You have know. to say you have to say a specific place. Uh, the Sahara. Nope. Start guessing, James, because you might get it wrong in advance. Well, get it right. Just do, like final Australia. Answers, you've got I don't to know. Do geographically, the closest. Should do that. Do you, hey, some, you... Is it somewhere in Asia? 
Nope. I have. Should we go with like? Should we Africa? go with like we we, we, we do our final we do nope. our finals of where South we've America? been. South America. Right, and, and then and, and then no. you say who's closest. All right, North America. Fan guessing. Nope. Get do do a um. Final. I'm just trying to get it down to the continent. Is it in Europe? Nope. It's kind gonna, of. It will is it go the north or south pole? Nope. So it's the say, ocean. I'm going to say like in the I'm just going to say it's going burning up. Yeah, it's it's in it's in one of the oceans. Atlantic. Yep. James got yes. that. Yes. Ah, right. come on, come on, lads. It doesn't because like the flight. I remember looking at the flight path of it, and it was going to go over South Africa. So I was like, "Told you, Henry. Remember what I said when we did? Uh, was it Never Say Never Again? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So you got, actually, you, got, you, got actually, a near, you got a near draw. I thought that like first blood, you, mate. You you I, bottled a three-one lead, mate. Right. Oh, well, I mean, I lost my first one with Tom, but then look what happened. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah, see, mate. Tom got bubonic plague and died. So yeah, yeah, true. I was taking advantage of an illness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First <laughs> um, blood. So Good. James it is James, uh, which is four three. I actually thought what you had that was really obvious. Like she goes at one point, it will burn up somewhere over the Atlantic, and I was like, yeah, yeah I, kind of so forgot I missed that. that entirely. But yeah, okay. All right, so then um, Bond James and Natalia, they're arrested and taken to some prison, some jail, which, again, is just very, uh, very nice. It's just nice cinematography. Yeah, lovely old like, prison, you know. The lighting. No, I just mean the lighting and everything. It's just very nicely lit. Um, so they have a chat, and Natalia gets into her, um, her origin story a little bit as well. Um, and then uh, Rumanov uh, walks in. And yeah, he does some very strange stuff, like handing Bond his gun back. Yeah, not really sure why. Yeah, I did that. not understand that. That was like some, I don't know, wannabe. Tom, have you got any kind of theories to why he would do that? No idea. I don't know. So maybe so his fingerprints are on it or something. So. Oh, okay. Well, they'd have probably been on it. But anyway. then, how would how would they retrieve it back? Is... I don't know. It I mean, I, for my first question is why doesn't Arunov shoot Bond? And then my second question is why doesn't Bond shoot Arunov? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, really. Yeah. yeah, like that's literally just how it is. Yeah, very strange. So then, um, yeah. Anyway, so then Bond escapes and gets in a tank. We have the famous tank chase yeah, through you know, St. Petersburg. This is like this is something that I kind of like, which I'm I'm so glad they did. If you have heard the original soundtrack they were going to use for this this tank chase, it was like is is very similar to what you've heard throughout the film. It was like akin to like that that beginning car chase, you know. It was that bad. Wow. But then they decided, you know, let's like because I think I forgot who it was. It might. It, I think it, this was like a very very late decision to like put the bomb theme over it. Oh, thank God like, they yeah. did that. Yeah. What more? What more? What, what more could you want than like the Bond theme? I was like, <laughs> this is a very rare instance, I think, actually, where Bond's not being chased. He's the one chasing, you know, the villain in its tank. Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. Other than firing it, they basically make as much use of a tank as you really could, to be honest. I think. Yeah, I think this is probably the highlight of the film. This is the bit everyone remembers, right? More or less. Yeah, it's the bit they use on the poster. You know, it's very I, good. I mean, you I can't think, go wrong with this. I think the decision to put the Bond film, Bond Monty Norman theme over it was like really basically the sole reason this is like remembered as probably one of the most iconic yeah. chases yeah i think yeah I, I think the only thing that i've I, I have to say about this like in a negative way is the fact that this is like you know if michael bay directed it like you know there is a lot of stuff that's exploding that shouldn't like it'll tank touch the car and it explodes man like yeah this yeah, is yeah. Uh, a bond film this you know you i know i know but particularly in this case i feel like 
maybe it's the fact that you know Brosnan was famously in a lot of like uh, Bond video games that you know it, it kind of almost reflects in his films too. Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, I mean, you know, this is just everyone knows this scene. It's it's very nicely yeah. done. It is. It, good I, it doesn't take away from it. I think it's still quite good. So. Yeah, yeah. And I like uh, you've got a room of like you know swigging from his uh, flask as well. You know, it's just, it's, yeah, yeah. There's a good yeah. little bit of comedy in there. It's just very well done. Yeah, I kind of like this as well. Like this is Pierce Brosnan at his best. Yeah, and when yeah. he's adjusting, like well, like, is, is it when he's adjusting his tie, or he's sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. adjusts his tie after like, like you know, yeah, fucking some people up. Like as well, like I like kind of the tie is like kind of more like because of the focus is on the room because he's drinking. But like hers is kind of she's she's like kind of like oh yeah, rooting for Bond, but at the same time, like is he gonna crush this car? You know, like yeah, she well, doesn't really yeah. know. She What's well, she happen? doesn't trust him for sure at this point because yeah, as well, he kind of left her behind as well, so. He well, just keeps saying, trust me, trust me. He keeps saying, trust me, trust me, trust me. I think, me. I think then, she you know. I think she is like wanting him is because he's more of an unknown. It's like he might kill her, he might not. So far, he hasn't. Whereas a room of literally massacred and intended to massacre yeah. kill yeah, like her as well. Right. So she's like, she knows she's gonna die if she like gets off the car. Yeah. So like Oh man, true. I'll tell you what though, the one probably like the most one of the most iconic things in this film comes up next. Like the fact that I forgot that this chase goes into the next thing being Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what's weird for me as well? Sorry, just before we go on to it. I paused the film about halfway through and I didn't realise the film was halfway through. This film goes by really quick, man. It's like very, very well paced. Um and yeah, and because I was yeah, you think, okay, there's the tank chase and there's that train. And but they happen back to back, which is like awesome, man. The only um, thing that I find questionable is, obviously, they all get in the train, you know, she meets, uh, you know, 006. Oh. And, like, how does Bond get his tank all the He overtakes the train somehow and gets in the tunnel, like... I think, again, there's a little bit of passing of time here. I, I think it's very like, well implied. So, like, the, the tank can't physically, like, catch up with a train like that. It's not... Well, I don't think it did. He probably... Although, That's yeah, there is point, a lot actually. of question. How did Bond... Yeah, again, you just can't look into this film soon. Yeah, I know, but it's like, I think it's fine. Like, I think looking over stuff is fine as long as you're not actually thinking about it while you're watching the film. It's like, when it's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like... My question as well, why does Dollar Six make the decision to ram the tank? That is not going to end well for you, mate. Like, okay, at best I can think, okay, he's playing chicken, but then, you know, the tank's not mobile enough to get out of the way well i I think well either way he'd have to stop or or do do something that's true i think he just doesn't want to like you know he does the the mad thing doesn't he 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 doesn't want to give bond the victory in this case he's just like yeah fuck it i'll I'll, I'll just destroy this tank with this train even if it you know i think i think he's hoping to kill bond in the process maybe even like, yeah, uh, just gonna sit in the tank, is he? Yeah, I know that's like really dumb, but like I'm I'm grasping at straws here. So like, um, yeah, when you make the point that he doesn't really have any choice other than, but I mean, he does like the villain thing, which is like, all right. Yeah, let's fucking like. I think it's just to also try and make him look crazy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But when you say when you put it that there isn't really much else he can do in that situation, is there? Yeah. Although he yeah. does have a helicopter on board, could have just took off straight away. But, I think uh, might have been a bit I, just, I, I really uh you don't want to get gunned down like Bond and shooting down helicopters you know he's a panic you can't you so. can't really as I've learned in all my time playing of War Thunder it's extremely difficult to do that from a tank so uh, oh of course of course but so what, 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 what I'm what I'm now the the bit I hate but it, it also gives a little interesting window into like because you know 
with Bond, you have this expectation that, okay, secret agent, he's bedding all the girls and stuff. But actually, that's only, that's kind of exclusive to Bond because 006 tries it on with her and completely yeah, it's like, fails. It's, like this, it's literally the meme where it's like Riz versus sexual harassment. Yeah, know? and it's very, very, um, what's the word? It's just uncomfortable to watch. But, the but then is, again, what? it's kind of like if you look beyond that, and you kind of go, oh, "Well, actually, yeah, that is realistically what would happen." <laughs> the thing <laughs> you know, is, though, most like, people, even even in this film, like Bond does that a couple of times, and it's like uncomfortable, but it's fine because it's the it's the hero. I mean, Sean Bean almost, you know, he was. Do you want to know how I got these scars? You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he, um, did a, he did a Heath Ledger tribute. By the way, the, there's a really interesting, well quite good little deleted scene actually around this time in the this part of the film oh yeah where um and it's a shame they cut it but it's actually a bit where you see the train going along before this action happens so it's like moving into place oh, okay. um and then it's like there's a scene where a room of and boris are in a room and uh-huh. Bor- boris is like and this is the only interaction that you see these two have um um and you have so like boris is in there doing some code on the um on the computer which natalia you can find it on youtube like um yeah, well, yeah which natalia uses later and then a room comes on comes in and is like oh what are you doing is like oh i'm looking for bugs and then he's like i crush bugs and then like um and then but they have like the same similar disdain for each other that like alec trevelyan and boris have later huh. but he's like um like and then boris is like um and probably eat them and then he's like yeah. saying and then um, Arumov's like, you have to go to Cuba. And he's like, you leave tonight. And then he was like, and he pulls out his watch and he's like, um, uh, and in 72 hours, we'll see if I have to call an exterminator. And then he just like looks really threateningly. At, um, what's his name? Boris. So oh, like, oh, that's quite cool. it's, it's like, one it's thing... like a, it's like a joke about the bugs and everything. Yeah. yeah. Is... One thing that I don't get though is like, so he would be on the train with Arumov, right? In this scene. Bor- Boris, yeah, because yeah. this is this is taking place before Boris leaves to Cuba. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess there must have been quite a bit of time between this and then. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I they mean, don't do that not... very well in this film. They don't show the passing of time very effectively because obviously, I mean, again, if we go back to when the um, you know Natalia's place of work gets uh, yeah, destroyed, yeah, that's um, that's also there's a huge passing of time there which they don't. I, I kind of realised it now when I'm talking about it because Bond gets to mi6 after being in watching that tiger helicopter disappear so you know there must have been actually quite a significant period of time passing there so you know but anyway so bond gets in the train i forget how is it just in amidst the chaos he sneaks on while they're all down yeah yeah Yeah, and then yeah um very interesting kind of and then you know he calls his bluff like yeah she means nothing to me and and then you go, oh yeah, she tastes of strawberries, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like I love how I love how who wrote this. Like, I love it's quite funny though, because it makes him look like like double. He's trying to be like, oh yeah, like just trying to show off like yeah, he's, oh, I tapped her, you know, and then Bond's like, oh, I wouldn't know. So it's kind of like, well, 
I love how you know, it's like Ice's arm would know. He's like, I would. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. He's trying to be like Andrew Tate or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Double Six is trying to like upstage Bond for once because you can imagine all the. You can kind of imagine like the history between them. That you know they go on a mission, then Bond's telling him all about. Oh yeah, then we did this, and then oh yeah, and then she. Oh, you know, like you can't almost imagine that. Like you know, Double Six is like pissed off. Like oh, why don't I ever get any of the girls? You know, and then this is his chance to be like oh yeah, and then Bond just goes huh. Don't care, mate. Basically, <laughs> yeah, you're. That is quite funny. Point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit. Anyway, um, they get away and leave Bond with a six-minute timer, which is actually yeah, three. The same six minutes that you gave me. And yeah. then he's like, "What?" Which when like yeah, so I was like, "Yeah, what's that mean?" And he's like, "For those who didn't weren't paying attention in the audience, that means it's three minutes." You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have to spell things out to the audience like that. I don't think they do that too much in this film. I, I, I don't think this... I mean, that is the biggest example, but I, I didn't mind that too much, actually. Yeah, it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's just a very, like... Yeah. Um, but anyway, they do uh, escape, fortunately. Yeah, using Bond's later watch, which is uh, probably a fan-favourite gadget from uh, GoldenEye. And uh, what's good is that Natalia... Um, you get to see Natalia use her skills as well, you know, Um mm. Which is yeah, great. Again, it just makes her more of a real. She's not just this damsel in distress. She's actually barking orders at Bond, and uh, and that's really cool. I, I think that's really great. Actually, she's like bossing him around while she's actually doing something useful. This, this is where him. you know he's like you know he says yes sir to her a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, I, I think that must have been a continuation on from uh, License to Kill. So because I me mean, he says yes sir. Oh like, yeah. Once or twice. It's, it's a Pam Bruvia, yeah. Like in a Joe King's all way. Oh yeah, but it's much better done here. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so evolution. then, yeah, and what I like is that Bond is the one who's like keen to get the fuck out, and she's actually the one like, no, wait one second, like you know, I, th- yeah. I think that's really like. Hang on, I'm trying to find his exact address here. You know. Yeah, Bond's just like, let's let's just get out of here, you know. And she's she's actually the fearless one actually in this, which is an interesting kind of turn. Anyway, so then um, they get <laughs> yeah. out. And... She has a great line though as yeah. well, which I think is quite funny. It's like. Do you like bar every vehicle you get into? Yeah, because like well, it's a good question, you know. That's like, what's good about her character as well. She's almost like us in the film in a way, which is really what all Bond women not should be, but it's just surprising they haven't done that. Yeah, because more like, she is quite before. useful in this way to like also like kind of give them a reality check to not. He's like yeah. like Bond is kind of almost like a balloon, and she's like keeping keeping him down a little bit, like just yeah, to make yeah. sure he's got a good. Style. Got she's, she, you could, you could, she's basically immune to death at this point. So like, yeah, exactly, because she's literally like been through some pretty traumatic stuff already. Yeah. So you know, um, she's kind of like not got nothing to lose, but she's you know definitely you can see her character development, which is good. Um, anyway, so they kind of fall into each other's arms. I can't remember if they did they kiss at that point afterwards. No idea. In the, you know, in the aftermath of the explosion. Uh, they kind of fall into each other's arms. Oh yeah, are there any other? Yeah, yeah, because like Bond says, like in response to her, like saying, "Oh yeah, you blow up every like thing you get into," and he's like, "Oh yeah, standard operating procedure." Yeah. Is that, oh yeah, are there any other operating procedures I should know? So oh, yeah, thousands, but only paying lip service. Oh yeah, that's Does good. It? That's good. <laughs> yeah. And it's believable. I think at that point they would fall. It's not like uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another example where they just instantly yeah, yeah, uh, free your eyes only or something. It begins with an S, you know. No, not that. I'm thinking for your eyes only. I'm thinking of previous. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So then, um, and then they drive to Cuba. So, you know, very changing. Yeah, the, yeah, change the only scenery. time you get to see his uh, gadget-laden BMW. And, uh, yeah, they really yeah. wasted that. Um, 
it's a bit of a weird bond car. It's too colourful, isn't it? Or you know, it's, it's also it's, weird the fact that he's driving BMWs now. Like, I don't uh, mind that. I don't mind that. I mean, you right, it's certainly just... an Aston Martin would have looked very out of place. They needed a bit more of an exotic car. Not not exotic, but just yeah, with the Aston flashy, I suppose. Yeah, but like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't have to be an Aston Martin DB5. But I guess it, well, Piers Brosnan does get his Aston Martin, so eventually. Oh, he certainly does. But anyway, um, people, people, then, generally people's like most hated car and bomb. You really just oh, you really. <laughs> I cannot wait for that episode. It's, it's so funny, like just like talk, think, talk about like dying on that day because it's just like people hate it so much. I can't wait for that episode, but I'm gonna save. I'm gonna keep my powder dry. So anyway, they're in Cuba. They're driving around. Uh, we Jack meet Wade our, flies yeah, in. yeah. Couldn't wait to see him again. Um, like, so, yeah. funny, though, I, I think like, this scene he's not so bad I suppose he's like yeah because like well because he's, he's playing off like with, with Natalia because like mm. yeah she she's like oh yeah well you know actually this 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 uh, satellite dish does exist uh, no, you know it's like a copy of your ones down in New Zealand and, and he's like oh well I've been to New Zealand he's like how does she know about that you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. funny <laughs> he's like he's I don't know like he's I okay they, I wish they'd I wish they'd done a bit more like jokey comedy stuff with him because he's like cool. he doesn't really no. sell he's like only a little i know it's like a big stretch but he's like not that much better in terms of competency than like jw pepper really he's like no i agree but i mean he's i mean at least he brings in the plane you know i mean he does the handle yeah, yeah he literally basically might as well be bond's valet at this point N- nearly kills them with it like when he <laughs> <laughs> and i suppose yeah, from being like a bit generous, it, it it's better that they did this than you know another Felix Lyser. They kind of had to do something a bit yeah. different at this point, especially after Lyser's kill. You can't yeah. have him rocking up in his wheelchair, or whatever, can you? So, yeah, 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 rocks up with like you know a peg leg, like laser yeah. and hook. I, th- I suppose Jack Wade's not so bad, but anyway, yeah. I just and I just kind of wish it was different acts or I, I don't know what I want with that. But anyway, so they're flying around, they're looking for you know. This is just basically rips off you and live twice. Oh, we've yeah, so where is it? Is it under this body of water, perhaps? Yeah, no. that's the problem. It's like so predict. We've we've already seen this in um as well. The spy loved me. You know, it's like really predictable. Like, like just it's, it's so predictable. It hurts, man. But I mean, oh. I mean, I guess this is, this is like for people who haven't seen a Bond film before. I guess, but also, um, yeah. Do we really want to talk much about the fight he has with Xenia? Like, it's like... <laughs> well, yeah, because their plane gets shot down and then, yeah. Um... I think, like, though, it's quite yeah. interesting because they would have, like, gotten away with it, the villains, if, like, they didn't fire a missile at Bond when he went over the second yeah. time. So they were just... Maybe, maybe it's like a there... system. It literally goes, maybe, but they literally say maybe there is no dish and then they just get shot at, which proves them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they probably, you know, Bond was quite lucky to escape that, wasn't he? So, you know. Yeah, I'll say. But, yeah, I'm now thinking if you took Xenia out of this film completely, would it change? Not really. Would it improve the film? Yes. I mean, if you have Arumanov mowing yeah. down those guys and then, you know, they just kill the Admiral or don't even have the Admiral in there full stop. I mean, yeah. she's just more or less like scary eye candy, more or less. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she gets uh, dispatched. Yeah, how, who would you have Oromov in the uh, at Ferrari then at the beginning? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boris. You have all three of them like joyriding in there. Yeah, 
Can you imagine um, that now? I don't know what you could do. Like, I mean, what, what, what's the one-liner? Oh, she best. always enjoyed a good squeeze. It's like, oh, all right, great. Yeah, thanks, Bond. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so they, like, they just go down to the villain lair. And I like, but before, I, I quite like, I mean, I don't often talk about costume design much, but I do appreciate Natalia's kind of, she's wearing quite tactical outfit. It's nothing like, uh, you know, I bet they would take, you know, I mean, in previous and certainly in future, oh, yeah. you know, it's not like a skin tight leather clad Catwoman or, so, or like very, um, you know, showing off anything. It's just, it is very like tactical sort of, co- I mean, she still looks good, but, um, you know, it's not yeah. like overdoing it, if you know what I, I mean. like, I like how she tries to help Bond out against Zenya yeah. as well. And like, I, she, she must be like way more relieved than Bond when Zenya's dead. Cause like, cause she's the one who killed like all her friends. And stuff. Do you know what would have been great if you had, uh, Natalia kills Enya. Yeah, yeah. Like, she like stabs her or something like that. Would have been great. Like, That'd have been very satisfying. Yeah. They should have done that. Yeah, but then they wouldn't have been able to pull off the uh, pun, you know. Yeah, yeah it's probably done for that. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Anyway, and then surprise, surprise, the base emerges from the lake, um, which is <laughs> well, something we definitely lake. haven't seen before. Yeah, actually, come think of it, with all that water drains down into the base, how the fuck do they fill it back up again? Uh, maybe they weren't planning to and this is just like a single purpose thing isn't it yeah it's happening imagine imagine like you know if you got like you know a bunch of cars and you're driving around on that you know that'd be pretty good fun yeah so then bond you know they sneak into the base bond plants slide down some mines oh yeah that's right bond plants some mines um again there's some hacking there's a little bit of trolling that's right uh, updates of Facebook, and then yeah, updates of Facebook relationship status to uh, it's complicated or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Bond then uh, you know meets 006 once again. They're reunited. Yeah, yeah, because I love it as well. Because like he's got all the gadgets out on the table, and he's like, oh yeah, mm. really like this one. Q back up his uh, back up to his old tricks. And yep. um, you know, still he has like, a bit of world building there as well. I love it. Really, you know, he's got yeah. he's they compare the watches and he's like, Oh, yeah, so still this button, he turns off the uh, the mine, yeah, which is great, great. I think. Can you imagine, can you imagine if like it was like a different model and that was like the explode button or something, yeah, 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 yeah. but that would happen edge. as well. That that would, if you if it if there was a defected agent or whatever, he, w- he would know all the gadgets and he'd be like, Yeah, okay, and then and that's something that Q has to, you know, obviously be aware of, he has to keep updated with all this technology so that's how yeah. he missed the pen for example but this is you know. this is something now, now that you say that i think this is something that is maybe a slightly missed opportunity in skyfall that they could have done hmm, okay I well, really i'm not sure what you're referring to there but yeah we'll, we'll get really, we'll, we'll, really we'll, like... we'll get to it oh yeah oh okay without, well, without you do get a bit of that in skyfall but anyway no. I really like the tension in this scene. Like, yes, when this the button when the button gets clicked by like Boris, who can like oh. swirl it in one hand. Oh yeah, I, I honestly uh, I actually counted the amount of times like that pen was clicked throughout the entire film. But assuming really? you would use you would use that as a question, yeah. <laughs> so thirty four times. I some think of them the point off. of the film is you're not meant to be able to keep count of it because Bond is trying to, and you as an audience member obviously are. But then some of the clicks happen off screen. And then, yeah, and he's just, really, and it, I think that's great. I've never been able to keep track of how many there are. Um, and I, 
I love the bit where like Natalia sees Boris again for like a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's great. She's, yeah, she slaps him, man. Like and, and like she like beats the shit out of me. He's like, yeah, on the floor, man. <laughs> and he's wearing and, his like, shorts and stuff, isn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah. And like Alex Trevendon is like Electra is like, yeah, go on, like. Yeah, man, and this he goes... must be shocked because she's turned into such a badass now. Whereas you know, yeah, man, like, like he must be like, what, what is happening here? You know. <laughs> yeah, as well, um, like they really, yeah, so the fact because he's kind of he, Boris is mainly a comedic character, but they do have to remind you that he's you know kind of a piece of shit because like. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he even goes like like punch her while she's. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They like, they sell that really well. Like, and, like, you and do you know what I hate though? The fact that everyone hates on the the exploding pen. Everyone like takes the piss out of it. Is like the ultimate ridiculous Bond gadget. Yeah, how is that ridiculous? No, I think it's and the yeah, way I never they, understand that. More specifically, the way they deploy it is perfect. Like, I'm. Yeah. How does that not work? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Because like I, I like how they establish it prior. Because like you always see him with a pen. Like it's right, right. right. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm bet I'm not the only one who at school was sat there like with a pen trying to be him, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I actually do that a lot in my. Yeah, life. yeah, of course, man. It's we just out, ha- it's just out of habit, but I think it must have been triggered by the film. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, the pen does eventually explode. Yeah. Well, Bond knocks it away, so um, they don't all um, get their heads taken off. Yeah. I love the um, like the the tension, like with the the quick cuts between like all the different characters mm. looking at um yeah it's boxes. great and and bond is the only one who knows what's going on and obviously the audience as well which makes it even more exciting yeah, it's like the thing that i don't get is because um i mean i assume this pen must have been quite new because q had to actually tell them about it yeah. um yeah so six wouldn't really know what it does maybe he's thinking like oh what's the oh no he wouldn't i think Although surely he would be like, yeah, this pen on Bond. He's not really signing any autographs, is he? Why has he got this on him? You know, like, yeah, yeah, maybe, bit, maybe like. But, I think, uh, but no, it actually makes sense because he puts them all on the table. Then Boris probably just picks up out of habit. He yeah, just he does. Pick, he sees picks a pen, up. You know, I love the bit when not to the ground. So in twenty twenty three or maybe twenty seventeen, like, he would be having a fidget spinner instead, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. exploding fidget that. spinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd really, I don't know. It's Quit just. It's so good, like stressful, how... which like is C four as well, you know. They like <laughs> they, man- <laughs> they managed to like show like Boris's nerves, like as well as he's trying to program with one hand. That's right. And when he oh, actually, yeah, 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 when he drops the pen, when yeah. like it's amazing. Yeah. Yep, very good. And yeah, obviously, well, Natalia gets a little revenge on Bond as well, where he's at gunpoint. So oh, I don't care about him, you know. Yeah. Which is good. Oh, we did skip over a scene. I mean, for the right reasons, I think. But there was this bit on the beach in Cuba when they're like having their romantic bit. Yeah, yeah like Bond is just like a complete like. He, this is just like because Bond actually as a character is. He, I mean, basically what they do is they take the positive traits of a psychopath and give it to Bond, and then what <laughs> makes them successful. Then they yeah. give all the negative ones to the villain. Like, yeah. Like he's literally like, oh well, you know, it's what keeps me alive, and I'm like. You know, mm, very cringe. Yeah, they yeah. did that and a lot better with Daniel Craig, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is like again, it's like this is Pierce Brosnan crawling so Daniel Craig can walk a little bit. I think. I think like Natalia. Natalia says like the, the like the deepest line, like just randomly yeah, it's what in keeps the midst. You yeah. No, no, no. She's like all the heroes I know are dead, and it's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she's real for that man. It's like yeah, she's real man. Yeah, like, that's why I feel there's a bit of a disconnect between Pierce Brosnan's Bond and this and her because like yeah, true. It's almost like I kind of appreciate her more than Bond in this. Like would it would have been better with Timothy Dalton? Huh? Yeah, would have <laughs> been. Should cast him in every film. 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, like I think I think their chemistry is quite good, but yeah, Timmy Thurman honestly probably would have been a bit better for those particular scenes. Man, yeah, as well. I mean, this but is I a, think Pierce Brosnan is fine. I don't. I don't. Yeah, really yeah he's not. Pierce Brosnan isn't bad in this. I have to say, this is just something. Um, I mean, it's just the writing. Is, I think lets him down. This again. is the only. This is the only appropriate film to talk about because obviously Timothy Thurman isn't Bond in this. They yeah, had offered him to. But after six years of all these like legal disputes, um, which had delayed basically them making any films, he literally just made like the decision to. He's like, yeah, I, I'm kind of done with Bond. I'm going to go back to the theater. You know, it's a think, shame. Like people I th- need me. I think like, do you know? Actually, I was going to make that one of the quiz questions. Like, if I was thinking about it, like, what year did Timothy Dalton leave the role? But like, I think that would have favored Henry too much. No, no, so, no. Like, it was not everyone. I knew it was '94 as well. No, I didn't. I didn't. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. So anyway. For you. Yeah, so anyway, so this all panels. basically climaxes in 006 versus 007, which yeah, is great little bit. waiting for. This and is this, this is great. This is the this is probably the best part of the soundtrack, I think. This is yeah, the music. Is, I'm glad they nailed it at least for this bit. Yeah. Um, this in the tank chase. And they're going. They've both got AK-47s, which is such a. You can't go wrong with that weapon, can you? Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're like going after each other, like, and you know, and like I said, it's very, it's well choreographed. Yeah, well, it's, as well it's as actually the fact like, choreographed, which is yeah, yeah. At the start, like Bonds, yeah, he manages to throw him down the stairs and even shoots him. Um, and like he's sneaking around afterwards, and he's trying to figure out if he's like still around. He hears yeah. some, someone drop something, and he doesn't know where it is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what like, I like as well because tense. there's the bit where 006 has him at Bond uh, at gunpoint. Bond point. <laughs> Yeah, he has him at gunpoint, and he obviously, you know, everyone usually would go, oh, just shoot him. But no, you can imagine how long 006 has been waiting for this moment, and he's yeah. been think he's been like dreaming of what he would say, and and you know, so he's obviously relishing that exact moment. Yeah. I think at I that point he doesn't even care about the whole golden eye thing. He's yeah, just yeah. like, this is this, this is, is really my moment like... now. Um, yeah, yeah, because Bond also has already roasted his plans. He's like got this yeah. elaborate scheme. He's like, oh. Well, this actually just boils down to a petty. Thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I think like <laughs> he's, he's like really living. He yeah, would yeah. Rather, he would rather like have the opportunity to personally kill Bond and gloat over it rather than like yeah. his like getting rich scheme. I whatever. agree. I yeah, agree. Like, oh. I mean, that's really good about 006. I mean, Sean Bean as well. It's just he's like just extreme. Has this extreme inferiority complex around 007, yeah. as you probably would. That's what makes it real. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. That, that adds up. makes him a good villain, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, he does to reference Freud at some point, so I don't know if you noticed yeah. that, Bond. But. Yeah. Um, but then anyway, so... And then they, like, Bond goes down the ladder, which looks extremely painful. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would have surely, like, you know, like, almost pulled his arm out of his socket, man, when that stopped. Yeah. Uh, the bit, yeah, the bit where you, like, see him, like, cling on with one hand, and then you see the boot oh. from, like, Alec Trevelyan is, like, Wow, oh, that, that that's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think this fight is very good. I, I, I mean, yeah, the fight's great. Actually, it's, I mean, I can't really complain yeah. at all. And, uh, and 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 it's just a little bit like, okay, the way it changes hands is very quick. But then you know, why not? And yeah. then all of a sudden, Bond has Alec there, and and it's a great line. Actually, I, I was slagging it. Yeah, because it's holding him goes, like. This is it like, does this become like, personal. Yeah, the reverse, like, this is like the reverse Necros death. Because I always remembered it as Bond holding the boot by the end of it, but he actually just drops it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Because he goes, you know, for England, James, no, for me. 
That's a cold line, man. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, also, Natalia does, you know, save Bond's bacon uh, again because um, yes. he, you know, uh, 006 has called up the chopper and uh, Natalia's already gone on it. <laughs> yeah, Alpha wants a gunship. Come here, please. I think that was. I mean, okay, how else do you get Bond out of that situation? You know, there's li- there's no other way than like a chopper come picks him up. Yeah. I suppose yeah, it adds up. But I thought I, I just that's kind of a bit. I kind of, you know, I'm not paying attention to that so yeah, much. Yeah, so yeah. as well as like, I think that I don't get. You know, he does this gets... great big leap onto it and just can't, and you're like, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, how, I mean, wouldn't he like try to go up into it or like he's just like holding there the whole time, like after this fight as well? Yeah. Ah, right, anyway. Um. And Sean Bean as well, he doesn't actually fall to his death. He's yeah. still, like, probably paralysed, you know. Yeah, but... you, you've got, like, you've got as well, like, it transitions from, from that to Boris screaming as, like, the fucking yeah. Golden Knight itself. Is, like... <laughs> We've also forgot to mention, like, before uh, 006 goes up to fight uh, Bond, he, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, he, someone... like, tells this yeah. guy, like, oh, yeah, yeah, if he moves, kill him, which is actually, uh, this actually not from the film, it's uh, footage of uh, James editing these videos. Uh, on time. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. He, <laughs> yeah, um, me at like seven thirty nine exporting the file, you know, on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is like this is literally um this is probably like I think maybe like the the thing that I remember about this film the most, I think it's probably the funniest, the fact that like Boris somehow survives like the actual <laughs> oh, assassin, yeah. like collapsing on everyone. He's like the last one alive, and he's like it's like almost he's having the same thing that Natalia had at the beginning of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, "Yes, I'm invincible," and then gets covered in like liquid nitrogen and frozen in that position. What a great <laughs> villain! Death, amazing man. death. So fun. Perfect. Everyone loves I'm... that, don't they? <laughs> I must wish he like survived like somehow. But maybe but, like, he did survive. Maybe he's like just cryogenically frozen, and they like thaw him out like in Star Wars, and then he like becomes the head of KGB. Or yeah, something. yeah, new, new <laughs> Bond villain, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Why not, man? Do like a multiverse Bond, you know? <laughs> yeah, it should be like. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Yeah. Anyway, so Boris is indeed killed uh, in spectacular fashion. And then, um, yeah, so Bond and uh, Natalia, they kind of fall into each other's arms. They're having a nice moment in the field. I like that there's no... Uh, I mean, they could have done it, but I think it's it's out of respect to 006 that they don't have a fourth act. Because yeah. you met, can you imagine... I bet they were tempted to make Xenia a fourth act, and thank God they didn't. Yeah, that'd be a way to end the film. <laughs> when did uh, Runov die, actually? I'm just trying to he remember. He died in the train. He yeah, Bond just shot him. Oh, Bond shoots him, that's right. He was the okay. first villain to die. He dies very early, actually. Yeah. He does that halfway through. And then, uh, that's fair enough. Yeah, they have, they have the whole thing. It's like, oh, yeah, it's known for 25 miles. And then, yes, yeah, this is another <laughs> trope of the Americans turning up late. Yeah, and uh, uh, th- this is something that didn't age well. He like name drops Guantanamo, so yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I guess you, you can yeah tell tell me about it, Guantanamo, and I'm like, yeah, we're just uh, pre- taking over the survivors to torture them there. You yeah, know. yeah, pre nine eleven before like they could uh, torture <laughs> definitely like you know. Yeah, <laughs> it means something completely different now. This yeah, is like this is like, like almost as bad as like the before the world lost its innocence. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this is literally like you know. Shades yeah. of like living daylights, that sort of thing. I think it's a nice ending, though, isn't it? Um, yeah. very nice ending. It's like a feel good ending, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. I like that. So, yeah, 
that was Goldeneye. Actually, quite good now that I look back on it, having reviewed it. I'm like, this is... It's pretty good. It's just a shame. It's pretty about... good. It's not like the best Bond film, but it's certainly... Yeah, it's 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 a shame that it was held back by the writing and the soundtrack. I think. Yeah, literally, if you just improve those two things, you've got a great film. And do is, something different with Xenia's character or get rid of her entirely. I think you've got a very very good film on your hands. Yeah. Actually. Right. So now moving on to yes. the ranking. This is going to be interesting. We have, we have a new Bond actor. So currently. Uh, is number one Sean Connery, number two Timothy Dalton, number three Roger Moore, and number four George Lazenby. Where are we putting Pierce Brosnan's Bond? I think he goes the bottom, in my opinion. Even because George Lazenby. George Lazenby isn't that bad, I think, because like the thing I don't really like Pierce Brosnan. Like the thing is with Pierce Brosnan that I don't like that he did to Bond is like when you mentioned the AK forty-seven. Like I think these four films he became like too much of like an all guns blazing like juggernaut kind of james bond yeah and like i think that you know now you've just made me realize what this is influenced by this is like i'm just remembering this is like prime rambo arnold schwarzenegger era you know so like of course that explains why it's like shifted towards that that makes so much more sense now you said that yeah and yeah he does like as well he doesn't do much spy work compared to the other Bonds. Uh, of course, that's yes. out the window by this point, isn't it? So, <laughs> I think I, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I would. No, I mean, it... I, I'm very much of the opinion that there isn't a bad Bond. Yeah, same. So, yeah, I mean... with that in mind, I probably would. I mean, someone has to go bottom, unfortunately. And in this case, I I do agree with Tom where I would put Piers Brosnan fifth. But I don't know. I, would... I don't like. I don't dislike. It's that's not because he's bad. It's just I think he does suffer from poor writing. I would and... personally, yeah, for this film, I might consider putting him bottom, but I don't think he'll stay there because um, oh. one thing I think he does do well is that which George Lazenby doesn't. George Lazenby is like too human to be Bond. Like, a, like... actually, maybe he should go above George Lazenby. George Lazenby, George Lazenby like... like benefits from like an excellent film, which Pierce Brosnan never had. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe Pierce Brosnan. Sh- if I we give him the, the benefit of the doubt, he should best, go above George Lazenby. Not, not, not for of, this film. Yeah, yeah, maybe not for this one. But I think the best quality of Brosnan's Bond is that he can really flip on, on like a you know on like a on a dime. You could say he. Yeah, he can do a bit of everything. He really can. He's like, yeah, he's like you know the uh, jack of all trades but master of none. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. It's the fact that he can switch from being you know. Charming well, now, I want to like, ask you two. Why do you think? Why do you? Why do you not think this is? Do you not think this is his best Bond film? It's uh, tough. I, I have to. I'll have to. Between you're saying, okay, he's fifth now, but he would go up to fourth. What do you have in mind when you say that? Maybe tomorrow can, never dies because he has. It's not, very, about his, it's not about his film. It's about him as his performance. Yeah, right? yeah. But what, at what point would you would you have in mind of putting him fourth after what film? Possibly tomorrow never dies. I, I, I genuinely will have to see because I haven't seen the Brosnan Bond films in ages. Interesting. Interesting. I think because he has good chemistry with what's his, her name, Paris Carver, and he has a bit more—I don't know—a bit more dimension in that. I think. I think. I, I think uh, actually, I would revise. I think I put him fourth now. No, yeah. it's, mm. it's tough. I think he will probably stay fifth for now because his writing was. I mean, it's not his fault. Yeah. But the writing is so poor that his bomb portrayal is like you can't divorce the two. Kind of. I don't think he was that's that be- believable in fights generally in that whole. I don't thing. think he. Well, yeah, that's his where fight, his, 
his fight with 006 was great, but it's just the fact that, like, I, I it's like the, it's literally the thing. It's like kind of, it, it feels like it's almost like you're watching a cutscene in like a video game. The fact like you got like 50 people shooting at him and like none of them can hit him. It's like it, yeah. it does take you out of it a bit. It's like in if like in the best example I can remember from a film that we have done before, James, is in The Dark Knight Rises, where like he's fighting like loads of Bane's hitmen and they're like waiting their turn to be punched. Yeah, of course. Well, it's just like in any action film, really. I know. It's just like I don't like when that's the case. I mean, like you mentioned in uh, License yeah. to Kill when. It's kind of believable that the hitman couldn't hit him with like an Uzi from like you know. 50 I mean, the classic for that, the ultimate that's the stormtroopers, right? So you know. It's... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they call the stormtrooper aim. Yeah. yeah. So we've got. Um, so currently, he's now below George Lazenby in fifth place. I think everyone. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't. I think you should go fourth. But if your plane's been fourth late, then it's fine. We will. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Okay. All right. Um, that's it for now. This is the thing. I just to finish on that. I think Pierce Brosnan for me is. Every criticism I have of his Bond isn't really his fault, and I feel sorry yeah. for him for that reason. Yeah, because you know? I think it's almost like the reverse George Lazenby. George Lazenby just got quite lucky, actually. He just yeah, he just shot a golden egg, really. Whereas, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Brosnan was Brosnan. Lit, Brosnan really was born to be Bond. Like, yeah, exactly. And, and I think he suffered from all the expectation on him. You know, not not him. I don't think he suffered, but like the writers and stuff just thought, oh yeah, yeah, we've got, like, yeah, man. The, the writers really murdered him in this film. Like, honestly, exactly. when it could have been. Anyway, yep. So moving on to the Bond girl. Uh, yes. I don't think I have you can to just read out the top list. five, I think, for this. Yeah. <laughs> so the top five, because uh, I don't want to read the rest of these, is number one, Tracy. Number two, Kara. Number three, Agent Triple X. Number four, Domino. Number five, Holly Goodhead. Well, yeah. There's like a clear dotted line above Triple X, isn't there? Yeah. She's got to go second easily, right? I think Domino. I think, yeah, Natalia, but I think. Um, Domino should like be moved above Triple X. Yeah, just because she shot a harpoon. Wow. Where is Domino? Domino is currently fourth below Triple X. Wow, that's fine then. Yeah, and above Holly. She was like fourteenth or something. Yeah, Natalia second, easy yeah. with a bullet. Natalia. I'll be All surprised right. if she gets dethroned as well. Actually. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah, below Tracy and above Kara. So in second mm-hmm. place, it's bad. Now huh. villain. Number one, Max Zora. Number two, mm. Blofeld, Dolan Pleasant. Number three, Goldfinger. Number four, Blofeld, Talitha Savalas. Number five, Franz Sanchez. Number six, Hugo Drax. Number seven, Francisco Scaramanga. Number eight, Kamal Khan and Orlov. Number nine, Dr. Kananga. Number 10, Dr. No. Number 11, Rosa Kled. Number, 11, number 12, Largo. Number 13, Strongbug. Number 14, uh, Koskov and Whitaker. Number 15, Kristalsos. Number 17, Blofeld, Never Say Never Again. And number 17, Blofeld, played by Charles Gray. Well, you know what, Henry? Now, now I realise what you said. Now we really overrated Blofelds, man. They... <laughs> it's, it's when I realised I was like, you know, actually, because <sighs> Sean Bean should obviously go above Donald Pleasance, but then he shouldn't be second either. You know. But anyway, well, well, yeah. I we, think we, we made our bed. We'll, so at the I very end, where, where would you two put Sean Bean? I'm really not sure where I put 006. Actually, I have no idea. He could go second. He could go like eighth. I'm, I'm not really sure. Tough. I mean, again, he does suffer a bit from his writing, but not too much. Yeah, not as much as Bond. And they do, they do put need above Fran Sanchez. I think that's about right. Fifth, I think. What do you um, think? I don't I'd think probably he's, agree with you. I don't think he's that high, really. I think he's like he. The thing is, he doesn't really have like, other than his like rivalry with Bond, he doesn't have that much that makes him stand out in a way that like. 
I don't know, like you don't see as much, you only see a lot of him at the end. Um, I was actually, I'm actually a bit surprised reflecting like how you don't see him that much throughout the film. Yeah, because they so, saved like, him as being like a plot twist, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, so like... We've seen it so when, many times it's lost effect, but the first time yeah. you see it, I suppose it's like... It's, it's a bit like, you know. it's a bit unfortunate because it's retrospective from all these other plot twists, but like, I think, yeah, I don't... Other than his like plot twist, it's not like he's not that great in my opinion. He he's good for what he needs to do. So who do you put him below, for example? Can you like read out like around the middle of that list? All right. Well, we've got five Fran Sanchez, number six Hugo Drax, number seven Scaramanga, number eight Kamal Khan, and all off number nine Dots Kananga. Do you want to go further? He's got to go above all of them, I think. I think. I think he, I think he'd go at least below Scaramanga. Like Scaramanga is great. I, right, well, it's up I to really, you, Henry. What do you yeah, think? I know he's played by Christopher Lee, but I think Sean Bean does a better kind of equal to Bond than Christopher Lee does easily. I think, but the thing but is, Bond, well, Christopher Lee's about the assassin side rather than the he, agent. He, car- yeah. he carries, he carries the film. Like, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't save the film. Yeah. yeah, but we're not talking about the film. We're talking about the villain and the story. Know, so where where would still... you rank him, Henry? Just to hurry I would, I would actually, I would honestly, even though I love License to Kill, I would agree with you that he's better than Fran Sanchez. Yeah. All right. Um. So I would put him. I mean, I mean, we both agree on that. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah, that's about right. Double O six, because I'm not going to write out yeah. Alec Rebellion. Right. Rubbish so, name, by the way, Alec Trevelyan. That's like a bad Bond villain name. It's certainly not like Max Zorin or Hugo Drax. Like, cool yeah. names, you know. Alec so, above, above Fran Sanchez and below Blofeld, Toast of Alice. Yep. Okay. Uh, henchmen. Do we want to put Xenia on this list? We've got loads of henchmen. We've got Xenia, Boris, and Arumanov. I think Arumanov's Sh- more like a co-villain sort of thing. Right? Yeah, he's like a co-villain, not Ooh. really a henchman. Arumanov, he's not henchman, really. No way. Sean Bean's the main villain. Yeah, but like... He's, he's not a henchman, like, but he's certainly more of that than he... He has to go in one of the two, and he, I think he, I think he, he falls goes, more into the henchman category. That's all I'm he, saying. I think he goes close to make the villain than, like, than henchman, but whatever. I think Boris... We, we should... I don't know. If we're going to put Zenya, I don't know... What, but I think Boris would do better than her in this. Yeah, I think we should just group them all together because, all right, yes, we all know Xenia's not good, but the other two are, so I think yeah. everyone all accepts right, so that. I'll just read so out while you two think about this. Number one, Jaws. Number two, Oddjob. Number three, Red Grant. Number four, Necros. Number five, Mayday. Number six, Gobinder and the Twins. Number seven, Tiggy and Co. Eight is uh, Bun. Nine is Dario. Ten is Locke and Eric. Eleven, Winton Kid. Twelve, Knickknack. Number thirteen, uh, Fiona. And fourteen, Hands. So, mm, I think they go below Tihi and Co because they're very memorable. I'd put them below uh, above Mayday, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking around Mayday. I, uh, I think, oh, Boris is like, really good. Arumanov is is pretty good. Zenya's bad. So, yeah, I I think yeah, I think Arumanov might be happy quite above Blow Mayday. Honestly, you can go with whatever you think is right there. Yeah, I, I mean, I I'm I'm very like just like censoring Zenya out of my mind. I'm just thinking about yeah. like the the the, lit- the last freeze frame, literally. Of uh... unfortunately, she is kind of the main henchwoman though. So uh, 
Yeah, um, I think so, I think yeah, maybe below Mayday actually, all of them. All right, Mayday's okay. really good, man. Mayday is very good, to be fair. Right, um, and we are in agreement on this. I would probably agree with the Mayday pick here, below Mayday. Okay. Well then, yeah, I guess it has to go below that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Boris, Xenia, uh, and Oromov. Uh, so where so are they? Number s- what's that? Number six. Yeah, six below Mayday and above Goblin Dragon Twins. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Right now, the car slash vehicle. Do we the tank? Surely BMW <laughs> doesn't count in this. No, so it's got to be the tank. Train. Yeah, yeah, tank. All right. So number one, Aston Martin DB5. Number two, Aston Martin V8 Vantage. Number three, three Little Nelly. Number four, Lotus. Five is the Tuck Tuck. Six is the Croc Sub. Seven is the Mini Plane. Eight is the uh, Moonraker boat, 9 is the gondola, um, 10 is the Citroen, and 11 is that moon buggy from uh... I think this goes third. I think the tank is so cool, man. What and what think? I like is they do everything they can with it and then never come back to it in another film. I think it's just really well done. I and think, the music and everything. I think, yeah, so it, it has a really good scene to it. And the fact it's happening in St. Petersburg as well, that's like yeah. cr- very cool, very impressive. I think, I think, I don't think it's as good as Little Nelly though, because Little Nelly is like the mini, like, um, and it has an amazing scene as well. Where it has a very good scene itself, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, it does, but I think it's uh... and and James Bond does more spy work in it as well, so he like shuts yeah. up volcanoes. Yeah, but we're just talking about the vehicle, really, and what it does. This whole scene. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh... I would actually, I would agree with Tom on this. I think okay. the tank okay. is cool. It, it's not as cool as Lil Nelly. Fair uh, enough. The, the gyrocopter of all time tank goes below Lil Nelly and above the Lotus. Is that amicable? Yep, yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not like, yeah, I'm not going to die on that hill, yeah. <laughs> I think this is this is probably going to be a very interesting ranking, actually. Now, M. Royal oh, Brown. Judy Dench has got to go number one, right? Not immediately, I think. I think Not that... immediately, but eventually she will. <laughs> yeah, I think, oh, I yeah, know. for now she's probably second, but I think she will easily end up as number one. Yeah. I yeah. think it's... A... I think even I... for now, maybe even third, actually, because of License to Kill. Yeah. And th- and Living Daylights. I mean, Rob Brown's pretty cool in those films, isn't he? So. Yeah, I think, I think like, yeah, yeah. Rob Brown has to really dress down 007 a couple times. So yeah, I think the the thing that Bernard Lee suffers from is that like he was like kind of like an overseer of Bond, yeah, more yeah, like yeah. like He's he didn't. The furniture. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't like expect or make him do anything like. Yeah, and, well, that's and, fine. You know, it's just. Bernard Lee is like, he's, he's probably who you imagine as M. It's like between him and Judy Dench, really, I think. I think no, I think Bernard Lee is kind of the most realistic, especially for his time. He's just like a, literally just a civil servant, isn't he? So, you know. Um, yeah, but Judy Dench is obviously, he's just very one dimensional, whereas, yeah, you yeah. know, Judy, Judy, Dench, Judy Dench, is, Dench really brings, like, exactly, elevates the role of M. Being a lot exactly. more, important. but we don't see her. We only see her one scene, basically. So yeah, I now. think I think I think they pushed her like much harder than the other M's. Like yeah, yeah. they want they wanted to hammer home the point that she's like the woman M. And, yeah, yeah, and they do that very well, of course. Yeah, right? they really do. I mean, <laughs> like getting Bond, someone like Bond to take orders from a woman takes a very like you know a lot of like talent as an actress. I think the biggest praise you can give her is the fact that even though they. You know, between Die Another Day and Goldeneye, they uh, sorry, Casino Royale, they rebrand Bond entirely. She's the only survivor from that. Yeah. I think that's a that's that is basically a test crazy you can yeah. give her. 
actually. So currently, I mean, this is no slight on that. Uh, yeah. Number one, Burnley. Number two, Robert Brown. Number three, Dame Judy Dench. That's right. So Q is still he's 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 still yeah. Desmond and Lebron <laughs> is holding out at number one, even though there's no one else to go here. Now, Money Penny. Uh, number one, Lois Maxwell. Number two, Caroline Bliss. Where does Samantha Bond go? Third. Glad we can all agree on that. Do you reckon she got the job partially because of her name? No. Not really. Yeah, it's just a convenient coincidence, you could say. Hmm. Now, Ally slash Felix Slicer. Uh, number one, Draco and Campbell. Two, Tiger to Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, before you read this, who who's the ally in this? Jack Wade? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could, <laughs> you, could, you could say Valentine Sikofsky if you want. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We can include her, maybe. No, we have to, yeah, for sure. All right, okay. I, I knew so, there was something I forgot, yeah. Good one. All right, so one, Draco and Campbell, two, Tiger Tanaka, three, VJ, four, Quarrel and Lighter, five, Q and Sharky, six, Columbo, seven, Quarrel, Junior, Lighter and Strata, eight, Karen Bay, nine, Saunders, Pushkin and Tibbet. No, not Tibbet. I made a typo. 10 is Tibbet, 11 Lighter from Never Say Never Again and Rowan Atkinson's character, uh, 12 General Gogol, 13 Lighter and Goldfinger, 14 Lighter and Thunderball, 15 Hip and 16 Lighter and Diamonds Are Forever. Hip. I think like, I think this Zakowski goes like, this is accounting for his role in the world's not enough as well. He well, does... yeah, we'll get to re-review it after that, won't we? Mm. Yeah. But I think I know where he'll end up. I know. You know what we should do? We should separate them because they're both they both come back in for one more film each. So let's separate them. So Jack oh. Wade, I think, goes I don't know. Below Karen Bay, maybe. Oh, yeah, well below him. Maybe like below Swords and Pushkin. Yeah. Below Tibbet. Yeah. Yep. Below Light from Never Say Never Again and Ron Atkinson's character. Yep. Below Gogol. Yep. No. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. I don't like Goggle at all, man. Goggle hating. Tom, what do you think? I think he goes below Goggle, because at least because <laughs> at least Goggle's like, I don't know, likable. Um, yeah, but at least Jack Wade kind of helps Bond a little bit. He does something useful, to be fair. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's actually an ally, and it's not the enemy of the time. He's better in Tomorrow Never Dies, but this one's just like, nah. He like almost kills them when he's trying to help them. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think suppose, it's, I mean, this whole but he's that's his persona. He's just this bumbling kind he's of, you know, American guy. Yeah, but then, then, yeah. But, then, but then get like Sheriff J W Pepper. Do we even put Sheriff J W Pepper on the list? I am uh, shocked to say he is not on here. Oh, what? How do we? How do we miss that? I don't know, James. You're in charge of the list. Yeah, so. shit. That's my fault. Um, well, we'll come back to that. Um. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so Jack Wade, yeah, all right. Well, I say above Goggle, some says below. What, what would you say, Henry? I really, I really couldn't care less, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, okay, uh, yeah. well, you just put them wherever you like then. I'm going to put and, them above uh, Goggle just because I like, you know, I like making fun of uh, the US, so Jack yeah. Wade. <laughs> That's a good Jack read. Wade, below Lighter, from, below Rowan Atkinson and uh, yep. above General Goggle. Yeah. All right, and then so, uh, Valentin Zarkovsky, where where does he go? Um, good question. Above Columbo, maybe? Above Q and Sharky? No, nah. below Q and Sharky. Maybe below Columbo, and then he'll improve <laughs> later, won't he? Sorry. Yeah, all right. No. All right. Uh, I'm, gonna have to put, I'm just going to put Valentine, because yeah. I don't know how to spell his second name. 
Right. You can so put Hagrid if you want. <laughs> yeah, Hagrid. Yeah, you're a spy, uh, James. All right, so now moving on to the gadget. Number one, the dark gun. Number two, the live and let die Rolex. Number three. Wait, before you read them out, we're just not just so we have in mind what we're ranking. Oh, yeah, of course. Got to be the pen, right? Yeah. yeah so that or the laser watch. The I pen is mightier than the sword. Thanks to me, they were right. Yeah, yeah. I love that line. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, don't say it. Writing's on the wall. Great foreshadowing there. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, makes me wish I had that pen on me when that song came on. Anyway. So one. Well, you know uh, where you can insert it. Yeah. <laughs> one, the yeah, know where Sam Smith would. One, the dark gun. Two, living at Dirolex. <laughs> Three, the attaché case. Four, the sniper rifle. Five, the key ring. Uh, the stun gas. One. Six, cigarette gun. Seven, the acid pen. Eight, odd jobs hat. Nine, the ring camera. Ten, the rebreather. Eleven, the Wolf PPK, and twelve, the mouse trap. I think it I goes. I really like this gadget, but I think. I don't know. I really like the cigarette gun as well, so I think yeah. it's going in there somewhere. I think it goes below yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty. I mean, the, the scene it's in is like so good, like because like true. The Sorry, what was the, what the top? What, the what's uh, above the cigarette gun? Keyring the stun gas one from uh, Living Daylights. Ooh. Oh, that's wrong. Oh, <laughs> you you what's above that? Uh, the sniper rifle from License to Kill, I think, is partially because of the scene it's in. What? Yeah, but it's like it's also the fact that it's like it, it has. Man, you guys really took advantage of me last week, man. I have like, really, But think about it, like that. Literally, boating. that that was that, that had such a good thing, like the palm reading thing. No, that, well, that, yeah. Uh, well, all right. Well, I don't know. Where, where would you put it then, Henry? Hmm. I. It's really tough, actually, because the cigarette gun is a really good gadget, it's, too. It's like cigarette gun should gadget. be higher up, actually. Yeah. All right. All right, okay. Out of respect for the cigarette gun, I'll put the exploding pen below it, which is actually also above another pen, the acid one. The huh. exploding pen above the acid pen and below the cigarette gun. I mean, there's okay. some great gadgets in there anyway. So. Yeah, true. Now, the theme song... Uh, I mean, obviously we know what we're nominating. Mm -hmm. So, yep. number one is Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Two, A View to a Kill. Three, The James Bond Theme. Four, Live and Let Die. Five, License to Kill. Six, Living Daylight. Seven, Goldfinger. Eight, You and Live Twice. Nine, The Man with the Golden Gun. Ten, Fear Eyes Only. Uh, Eleven, Never Say Never Again. Tw ten, ugh. Twelve, Thunderball. Thirteen, Nobody Does It Better. Fourteen, Moonraker. Fifteen, Diamonds Are Forever. Sixteen, From Rush With Love. Seventeen, All Time High. So, where does Did you say Live and Let Die is third? Uh, Living Let Die is fourth. Fourth. I put it above Living Let Die. Really? I think below that. I'd put it below, like, maybe Goldfinger. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, be below. Yeah, okay. Yeah, below Goldfinger then. That's fine. What's mm. below Goldfinger? You only live twice. Yeah. 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 Might spot. consider putting it below You only live twice, actually. No, no, no. I think that's about spot on. What do you think, Tom? Actually, I think you'd live twice because it's below you and live twice because it's more. I think you only live twice is a bit more iconic. Yeah, I would agree too because yeah, it's it's better. Well, but what? So what number is it then? Uh, ninth, seventh, eighth, ninth, golden eye. Wow. Okay. So Goldfinger is what seventh? Yeah. Huh. Okay. We've had some really. There good are a lot of good songs. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, and we 
well, after Piers Brosnan, we do get some really, really good ones after that. So, yeah. What do you mean? I love Die Another Day. Anyway. <laughs> right. Now, the opening. This will be interesting. Uh, number one <laughs> Ooh, is yeah. Spy Who Loved Me. Two, Goldfinger. Three, Octopussy. Four, Moonraker. Five, Living Daylights. Six, of you to Kill. Uh, seven, On a Majesty's Secret Service. Eight, uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. Nine, From Rush with Love. Ten, License to Kill. Thirteen, You Only Live Twice. 14 Thunderball, 15 uh, Live and Let Die, 16 Fear Eyes Only, and 17 Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, um, where are we putting Golden Probably above, Eye? what's above the Living Daylights? Uh, Moonraker. Yeah, I'll put it there. Yeah, that's fair, actually, I'd agree. I think so, yeah. Nice. Golden Eye. I like it when we're all in agreement. It doesn't yeah, happen it often. it makes things so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Ah, the Sigma moment. Now, how does this... Uh, uh, because I think this is like going back to Sean Connery. This is more of an alpha bond, honestly. Yeah, there aren't really... Uh, what is Sigma moment? Maybe when Arunov kills his own soldier or something like I think, that. I think Boris is <laughs> fairly Sigma when he's like talking about... <laughs> he's like, nah, I don't know. He's, he's, like, actually, he's kind of a bait man. He wants to smash he's, It's funny how he like tries to have like some... Code, I know I know the scene. It's yeah. Natalia when she's like getting into that computer shop. Yeah, actually, you could. Ooh, I'd like her. Like, I imagine you could put like the the music over it. That would work. She's a sigma female, actually. <laughs> now that I think yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. And All what right. I like is you see her story. You see her whole story from like a normal person to like you know. Yeah, her her origin story, man. Very believable. Yeah, she's the sigma. I think I think that's a fair nomination. The only other thing Ball I would have maybe put was Bond saying, "Oh yeah, I wouldn't know because he doesn't care." Anyway, mm. but that's not really that good. But that's just so. yeah, that's and pretty that, good actually. But yeah, but it's 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 all. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's coping on, like, king and country. Anyway, so, <laughs> allow me to read these out. One, Goldfinger, I own the club. Two, yeah, a convenient coincidence. Three, backgammon in uh, Octopussy. Four, you missed Mr. Bond. Did I? Did I? Five, Red Grant. Six, Blofeld's Extortion. Seven, Doctor No. Um, eight, uh, well, Timothy Donald's Bond slash Necros, I think we put. Nine, I need you, James. So does England. 10, launder it. 11, Tracy's already a countess. 12, uh, Mr. Fat has resigned. I'm the new chairman of the board. 13 is Eric. Uh, 14 is Blofeld, propel my battle submarine. 15 is <laughs> David Niven. 16, names for tombstones, baby. 17, for King Country. And uh, 18, Q for No Say Never Again. I love that we not we put David Niven in there. It just reminds me of like... yeah. That Scotland, like the bathtub scene, all that shit, man. Oh, I can't man. believe I watched that for the sake of The Rock, which will be worth it because we're doing that next yeah. week. Um, I'd put Natalia above Blofeld Extortion. I think she goes just. Wait, what's the specific line, though? There isn't one. Well, actually, uh, maybe it's like, uh, yeah, everything apart from the everything except the interruption. Uh, yeah. I think so. Um, and I think that goes just below um, launder it because that's a really good line. It's yeah, like, but launder it is currently tenth, and and Bloodford's extortion is sixth. Yeah, I know we we kind of so messed up. It, you have the casting vote, really. Henry? I think I'll put it above launder it. Yeah, and actually, no, I'll put it below launder it. Actually, yeah, because like <laughs> laundering money is just like a sigma activity. <laughs> True. Also, literally, after like getting this guy's like you know brains like splattered all over his money. Um, right. So, yeah, 
What I like yeah. about her, just to finish on this alley as well, I, I th- what I like is she never really falls in love with Bond or anything. She's she's very like, yeah, she's she kind of doesn't use him, but like she's not, I, I don't get the feeling that she gets attached to him like, you know, all the others do, you know, she's not like, yeah. a, she's actually being very real with him, like, yeah, okay, yeah, I like you and stuff, but like, you know, you yeah. just, she gives him some like life advice basically. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love the, the the bit in the end specifically is like, you know, I'm not getting, like, I'm not getting this helicopter with you, man, you and vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I've I've listed this down. It's below Laundrette and above Tracy is already a countess, and it's been listed as Natalian versus computer salesman. So <laughs> the final uh, ranking, which I think will be quite interesting. Yeah. The film. One on a Secret Service, two Goldfinger, three Octopussy, four License to Kill, five Moonraker, six Living Daylights, seven The Spy Love Me, eight You Only Live Twice, nine A Veto Kill, ten The Man with the Golden Gun, eleven Live and Let Die. 12 Doctor No, 14 from Russia with Love, no, 13 from Russia with Love, 14 Thunderball, 15 Never Say Never Again, 16 Fear Eyes Only, 17 Diamonds Are Forever, 18 Casino Royale. Should really Where does Goldeneye go on this? I can't believe he snuck slices to kill it fourth, man. I want to throw up. I don't think that's as bad as I don't think that's as bad as from Russia with Love being at the grave. Yeah, that is criminal. No, that, that's fair. I'm happy with that. I can't um, believe you two put Doctor No above from Russia with Love. Yeah, like, but you're actually like brain dead. You should have like worked with me. Like we could have pushed both of them up the list. Like, but nah, <laughs> nah I, I really don't think they belong very high up any Bond list. Honestly, I think so. I think they do. They're very man, uh, license to kill, man. It literally it pushed Bond forward in terms of like ratings, just so they could get more like good stuff in. That's true. Well, anyway, like, I think what all the others would. I would put Goldeneye above License to Kill, but then again, I wouldn't put it fourth. You so wouldn't where put Moonraker, would you? I'd put I'm it probably... around. Oh, I don't know. I'd put it ar- either above or below. I th- either put it below Leon Live Twice or below a View to Kill. That. Yeah. Or a View below a View to Kill. So it's worse than Spy Love Me, you think? I don't like Spy Love Me. I'm just ignoring the fact <laughs> that's like fifth in my. So where would you put it, Henry? This list is all over the place now, isn't it? Is it? Is it better than the Spy Love Me? Is my main question. Is it better than You and Live Twice? Nah. You Live Twice. Has... The soundtrack of this film really fucking sucks. That's the problem. Like it's one of the main things holding me back from watching it. And yeah, but the like... individual characters are really good. I know, that's but this, this, that's the, this, this has three massive problems. Zenya, which means I can't watch it with anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the soundtrack and the dialogue. Yeah, but then you look at yeah. all the characters like Boris, Romanov, 006, Natalia, uh, Robbie Coltrane. They all—they're all pretty like. I know that's the thing. Judy Dench, you know, they're all like. That's, that's why I'm conflicting. Yeah, but Judy Dench's end doesn't get to shine so much it's, as she does in later ones. The thing but is, still I think it's like Vito the action's Kill. good. I'm tr- I'm trying to think the positives. No, no. But again, I don't really know. Where, I don't know if I'd put it above the Spy Love Me. Either. It's a mixed bag. I think like. The thing is, with the only twice, it's kind of the opposite. So, like, it's got, I think it's got the best bond in it, and I think it's got like a really good blowfile portrayal, and it's got excellent music, excellent like set design, ex good writing, like jokes and stuff, and like. Yeah, I would, I would um, agree with you, Tom. I would actually put it below you and live twice and above you to kill. I think Goldeneye fans are gonna like lynch me, but you know, I think it's very much like a view to kill. It's a big mixed bag. Yeah, I would. I'd probably have it slightly higher, but yeah, it would be in that region anyway. Yeah, this is also although I would say I, I, I don't know. I did quite like License to Kill though. 
I mean, Goldeneye's a really weird film, isn't it? It's just, uh, it's very yeah, hit and miss. It's, it's, yeah, it's, re- it's, it's a shame. Good, but it's got really, really obvious want... problems, that's the thing. It's, it's a shame because it has so, so yeah. much potential. I mean, it is already great, but it's just, it's held back by a lot of things. I, I mean, I don't know if like people's like, I mean, people love this film, generally speaking. I wonder if it's things to do with the fact that yeah, it's, it's like, probably the video and, game. Yeah, yeah, it must be memories of the video game too. So uh, wait, like... so so just read out to me that sort of area between Spy Love Me and You Only Live Twice. Okay, so it's the Spy. Uh, okay, six Living Daylight, seven Spy Love Me, uh, eight You Only Live Twice, currently nine Golden Eye, and then ten of You to a Kill, uh, eleven Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, that sort of vision. Uh, I'd probably just push Golden Eye above You Only Live Twice for me, but I think I'm outnumbered, so you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I have to. I have to. I've been pushing Yola twice down too much over the over these last. Yeah, weeks. I think that's about right. It's. I mean, all of those films. I think anything below Goldfinger and above, you know, uh, I don't know, oh, what's below Yola twice? A view to a kill. Well, Goldeneye now. A view to a and kill. what's below a view to a kill? Sorry, Mother Gone Gun. Yeah. Yeah, I think everywhere between in our list right now, third and a view to kill. Uh, and sorry, the man with the golden gun. And like, they're all good Bond films, you know. They can yeah. really, I can pretty much shuffle them in any sort of order, and they'd be more yeah. or less, I'd be more or less happy with them. Um, yeah, as well. I think one, you know, another thing, I think one of the main things that kind of hurts Goldeneye a little bit is the fact that it's it's not it hasn't like aged terribly. It just hasn't aged as well as other Bond films, I think, because of its over yeah like, in 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 certain ways. Um, no, I'm not talking about like effects or anything. I'm thinking like somewhat plot-wise and somewhat Bond's relationship with women because it's like it's stuck in a really weird like valley almost where it's like they're trying to be like um, more. They're trying more to keep it sexy, but also not. Yeah, they're sexist. trying to keep. They're trying <laughs> to make it more progressive, but yeah. at the same time, like making him Sean Connery, and it doesn't work. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. you do get like the whole Marley Penny thing as well. It's like, this could quite yeah, yeah, sexual yeah, yeah. harassment. Yeah, it's like it's too on the nose. Like, like it's not like saying, oh yeah, Bond should like you know deal with women. Like, yeah, they're trying to do a bit time. too much to kind of address that, aren't they? It's like it's like a, it's trying too hard, but it's not really doing a good job of it either. So yeah, I think that's it. That's that actually does sum up Pierce Brosnan's Bond quite well. It's like sexy but not sexist. That's like the line they're trying to walk, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it yeah, it's, and it's a very hard line to walk as they find out. So. Yeah. That's okay, okay. So we've settled on that. Below you and the twice and above of you to kill. So, which is feels strange. Yeah, to say, but eh, it's about right. It's in that area, isn't it? Okay. Well, uh, that was Goldeneye. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with The Rock, which Tom and Henry have never seen, and uh, yeah. I'm really, really one. looking forward to that review. I must yeah. say. So not even Sean Connery's final performance as Bond since you've played From Russia with Love on the PS Vita, like I think you did, Tom. Yeah, PS. Yeah, that's a great game. It's okay. Because yeah, Sean Connery came back to voice himself in uh, that game in 2005. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Like I knew it was his voice, but I was like, I thought they used bits from the film. So. No, no, he actually voice recorded that. So that's so cool. Like, you should get yeah. another PS PSP or whatever it was to like. Yeah. Play so, it again. <laughs> okay we'll continue that off camera um, but for now thanks for listening and we'll be back next week with the rock same bat time same bat channel <laughs>